0: What's up, man? What's going on? I got my mask on. I keep my mask on, whatever. I
1: hear you. Cheers, gonna, dude. I'm gonna shoot some espresso and I'll put mine on. Cheers.
0: Maybe I should turn the social distortion off. Sweet. That's lovely.
1: Nice. How I get like not, not too high acidity.
0: Yeah. Good. This is, um, I'm liking it right now. It's my first espresso in a while. Sometimes I drink so many espressos that they all start to
1: taste bad, no matter what I do. So, um... You gotta enjoy... I think in life, you have to enjoy the bitter, while you can also enjoy the sweet, you know? It can't all be sweet, you know? It can't all just be an extra, 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 extra large from, uh, you know... If this is a little...
0: if it's a little bitter...
1: (laughs) uh, I was trying to make a metaphor, Jordan. we can start our own
0: social distortion here with me josh here we go um if it's a little bitter i did change the recipe kind of just no. messing around i added like Espresso five seconds supposed to out be bitter, you know right yeah it's kind of nice i like it yeah cool yeah so you want to uh tell us about jb cuisine yeah for sure man what's cool about having you on as well it was just like jay last time I barely met you, uh, Josh. So I just met you like yeah. a little while ago. You Good. um you are
1: here via Nick. Yeah, so. Nikolai. Jay, Jason, uh, Jason Kindness, uh, one of your past guests, and Nikolai and I. do you think we you work could together face- for a little you, bit? You think you could FaceTime Jay while we're here? Yeah, we could do <laughs> that. Maybe a little bit later. You know. That'd be funny. That'd be funny. <laughs> I think Jay went to school here, didn't he? Yeah, he went to elementary school here. Yeah. yeah. He dropped out of elementary school. It's tough. <laughs> cool. Uh so yeah, so um I I have a business called uh JB Cuisine. We do personal chef services. Um I service I mean, really I'll go as as far as necessary. I I like to try to keep it within 60 miles. Um kind of my specialty is doing uh you know, small parties like you know, Cool. People want, especially during this time when everyone is, is stuck in their house, you know, so what we do is we do small parties, uh, and they can be as elegant or as casual as, as, as people want, cool. and I'll customize menus to these kinds of things, um, cool. and uh, yeah, that's kind, of, that's kind of what we do. Um, I have a lot of different menus on my website, uh, www.jbcuisine.com. Sweet. Um, all kinds of. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Yeah, nice little trucker hat there. Um. Yeah, you know it's been kind of crazy this year. I started it in December. Well, well. I uh, left my previous my previous job, which was uh, I've been uh, I was the chef de cuisine at Gracie's in Providence. Oh right, cool. Yeah.
0: Been Do you know like, Neil by any chance from around town? Neil. Neil. Um, I don't know Neil's last name, but. I'm
1: Oh yeah, Neil Soa. Yeah. Yeah, Neil Soa. I don't know if you Shout he out at... to Neil Soa. Hell yeah, dude. He's awesome. He is awesome. He's doing some pretty cool stuff. I think he's he, I think he's working with Derek over at uh White Horse Tavern. Oh, is he? Cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: I'd love to eat there sometime. It sounds
1: awesome. Yeah. I've uh yeah, it's funny. Yeah, we've uh we've done a lot of cool stuff all over the state. Um I did some with uh your pal Nikolai over here. Sweet. We did uh, you know, was that like a month or a month or so ago that's right yeah we did i got basically i got these people who are regulars of mine from gracie's um you know they were they'd been going there for years since before i worked there and uh you know i had the chef uh, matt varga shout out to matt varga he's still the executive chef there um reached out to me and said hey you know we've got this couple who want to do some uh some upscale events at their house and they want a personal chef to come in and do those. What's it like so cooking that? It's what? pretty it's pretty awesome Is to it be honest with you. It's not really. It's really not, you know. A lot of um, a lot of professional chefs are so used to that, you know. We we basically just manage these problems every day. Yeah, managing problems. You're from the hospitality industry. Yeah, so, I've worked. So, I've you been know, a line so cook
0: and such. Yeah. Yeah. Food I've been that's what
1: I've been doing for the last, you know, 15 years. Oh, um, it's just until this year that, you know, I've got. It's to- hard now. It's <laughs> hard. Oh, my But anyways, God. going back, we did that. That party was awesome. And then um, he gave me a huge budget to do there in East Greenwich. Some Sweet. awesome, awesome people. Michael Calore, the Calores gave me a nice budget to do some really beautiful stuff. Sweet. And I think they were enjoying it as much as, as I was, you know like just being able to do your craft, and that you take away the monotony of the grind. you know Like when you go to work and you're a line cook, you come in every day, you set up your station, you go through, you make sure you have everything. If you don't have something, you cry to the chef, and then he yells at you and then goes and gets it anyways. But, you know, but so like, it's kind of cool to lose that monotony and really focus on the things that I love, which sounds cool, Are food in general, but do they give you like a little liberties or do you kind of talk over a menu? So I have, I have, I have a lot of sample menus on my website uh, that people can check out and, you know, you find something there. It kind of goes through everything. I've got a, a clam boil one, lobster, you know, we've got a fried chicken one. We do tasting menus which is really kind of the fun part. Nikolai's been with me for a couple of those, I think. And, you know, it's just, it's it's a lot of fun. So I feel like this is a way for people to still be able to experience this kind of dining during COVID, you know? Yeah, cool. That so is cool. It's, and it's been working out really well for us this year. So lucky in that sense, you know, a lot of people are struggling out there. I've got so many restaurant tour friends that are just you know dealt with so many other issues and now they have to deal with this you yeah. know yep. crazy um you've cooked in newport forever um yeah so i mean we can start back a little lo- go back a little bit i was um, stuff. i was uh, i went to johnson and wales for culinary culinary arts right out of high school you know when i was there it was kind of apparent to me that i needed to i wanted to be I, going to classes, I wanted to be the one that had the one that knew what was going on. So I, the way to do that was to get a job. I needed to prove to yeah. myself that I was serious yeah. about this craft and not just some, not just some some kid pretending, you yeah, know, you while get to using a real his kitchen. parents' money. You know,
0: you get to a real kitchen, you're like, what yeah. The so fuck am
1: I, I, uh, I couldn't get a job in Providence. I, was, I gave everyone resumes. I don't. My resume was. Dog shit. Can I swear on here? My resume was <laughs> yeah, nothing. Yeah, you can swear on. My resume was nothing, you know? I was out of high school. I had, almost feel like... I if, had a job as a dishwasher.
0: If you went to school and you're like, see, I went to school. And they're like, you went to school. <laughs> Fuck
2: that. Yeah,
1: okay,
0: yeah, next yeah. guy. Next guy. I used so, to mop floors. You're but hired. This was, but this you was know? also
1: like six <laughs> months into going to school. So I was like, I really had nothing. So... Anyways, I ended up going um, in a ACF, the American Culinary Federation. Cool. Getting involved with them. Uh, Ray, Chef Ray McHugh is the president of it now at Johnson & Wales. They do really cool stuff. Um, and they, I, they roped me in one weekend. I wasn't doing anything and they brought me down to Newport and we did uh, the ACF lobster boil at the uh, lobster bake at the Hyatt. Well, it was the Hyatt then. Now it's Gurney's. Yep, yep. Um, so I did that and you know i met the the chef and got to hang out with some of the people i met uh slim slim jim james collarin i think J- james the chef at uh he's been a chef around newport for a long time oh, cool. castle hill uh, you know i think now he's at ocean cliff
0: where did you grow up you went to school in providence but... uh, i
1: went to college in providence i i grew up in upstate new york oh okay Spends spent some time in new york city too but upstate new york elmira new york nice came here for college yeah, I was working in Newport at, so anyways, I got that job at, at the Hyatt Yep. As the, uh, as the cafeteria attendant. Sweet. That was like, I said, you know what, I want a, uh, I want an, I want like a, a ground level job, you know, so yep. I want to learn and then I want to move my way up. So yeah, I started working there as the cafeteria attendant with uh, Nettleford Jones, who's still working there now, Jamaican. Awesome Jamaican guy. Now it's called Gurney's, but he still runs the cafeteria over there. Oh, Anyways, sorry. so I was the cafeteria tenant for a while and then, you know, kind of like happens in every restaurant, someone got sick and didn't show up, and they're like, hey, you, come up here and uh, work the line. So I started doing that and I got thrown into uh, the the saute station there, which was which was kind of the, the busiest station. It was also kind of the station that kind of managed the rest of the line. I think you find kind of in kitchens like that, there's always kind of like, a, one of the cooks has a station that tends to have a little bit more responsibility Yep. as far as like calling shots and things like I've that. I've never worked, uh, all the places I
0: ever worked were like me and another guy or yeah. just me. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah, like... Uh, I've
1: worked in some, uh, some the, they call the the brigade, like uh, the French call it that, where it's like a lot of people. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, so I was at the Hyatt for two years. I worked every station. Um, and then I asked to be made, I was, in, I was still, a, I was a sophomore in college now. So I was like, you know what? I want to be a sous chef or, uh, uh, I forget what they called it. Something else. Like a supervisor. I was like, I, I went to the chef and I was like, I want to be a supervisor. He's like, he's like, you're, you're 19 years old. It's like, <laughs> you know, you can't, you know, we, you know, we've got a lot of people that have been here longer than you. And I was like, okay. What was the food like? It was, uh, Quiet? we had a restaurant there. Um, that was kind of just like a, a fine dining restaurant. It was called the Windward, the Sweet. Windward Restaurant. Sweet. So I worked in the the à la carte kitchen, which did you know we did some some nice stuff. We also handled all of the, the uh, room service, and then they had what was called the CC kitchen, which is like the convention center. So they do the Hyatt or now Gurney's has a huge amount of space where they can, do giant parties. Yeah. Probably useless right now, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you could also work over there, but I chose to be in the a la carte kitchen. It was a little bit more gritty for me. I liked that. Sick. So yeah, I mean, after that they he he said no. He said no, you I'm not gonna give you that promotion. So I kind of decided I wanted to uh to move along. So I started looking around and um one of my professors told me, he said, you know, if you're in Newport, he's like, You wanna work at the wanna work with the best, you gotta You got to talk to albert albert bouchard so i did i went in one day to uh i drove from providence in my 1994 isuzu rodeo four-wheel drive not all-wheel drive it's not that important to the story but it was pretty (laughs) cool so um i drove down just to uh drop off my resume um you know i didn't have very much money so a trip like that two dollars each way on the I didn't have easy yet. So it was probably $4. Yep. Anyways. Uh, so I went, I went to go drop off my resume at Bouchard's and I walk in, I go in and I'm like looking around. I'm like, Hey, um, is the, uh, I'd like to speak with yeah, yeah. the chef, you know? So I go in there and someone, someone points me in and it's like, Donna Joe. I don't know if you ever met Donna Joe. So this one of the employees walks me to the back and I, I go in the back and I'm looking around in the kitchen, very small kitchen. It's like an L. With a dishwashing station kind of at the corner of the l hot state hotline big enough for about three people three small people and then cold side like this yep and then there's a door that goes outside to the walk-in and then there's the dishwashing station so i walk in there's nobody there it was like two maybe one or two o'clock in the afternoon um on like a sunday or something like that so I go in and I walk over and I see someone working on the, dish, installing a dishwasher, installing a new dishwasher. So I I reached down, I was, he was in a dishwasher's shirt, you know those ones with the snaps? Yep. Those are the best ones too. <laughs> Anyways, laying down, shit all over him and I'm like, hey, you know, I'd like to speak with the chef. Uh, I'm here because I'd like to uh, apply for a job. So he stands up. and wipes off his hands and shakes my hands. i'm albert i'm the chef owner here fucking a. and when i saw that i was like you know what hell yeah. i was like i want to work here you know you got this you got this guy that owns this this beautiful that? restaurant hotel on his back disgusting grease all over his face and his hands oh, dude you know what you want to see where he's living now <laughs> pull up a picture <laughs> no i'm just kidding he has a he's a beautiful boat Sarah and Albert live on it. Sick. They deserve it. How long's Bouchard's been there? uh, 1995. And what year was? 25 years. What year was that? When you were in So I was there 2000 uh, 2007 until I was off and on. I kind of uh, I worked there. I worked there for about four years, like two and a half years in college, and then another year and a half after that. Cool. While I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life, that's when you met these guys. No, no. So later on, right? Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> so, okay. No, so I, uh, I decided, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted to go to New York City. So that was kind of uh, cool. What a lot of young chefs—they want to go to a, a big city, or you know, yeah. you want to go, you want yeah, to, you want to fuck with the best musicians. Yeah, dude. You know. Well, exactly. It's like that's the thing, kind of about. New York, and I don't need to hype up New York any more than it is, but I, uh, you know, whatever you're interested in and passionate about, someone is doing it there, and they're doing it better than you. Oh, dude. Way better. Way better. there's a hundred of them. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's kind of like, you know, if you, Jay-Z, you know, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. Yeah. (laughs) Or is that Frank Sinatra first? Anyways. um, But yeah, so I decided to move to New York. I staged at a bunch of restaurants, which is what they call it when you just do like a a working interview. You don't get paid for it. it. Basically a slave, (laughs) but you know what? It's like if you see like if you actually can see like the the old school beauty in it. You know, like the you know the you know kind of small mouth, big eyes. Dude, I'd love to sash head down, head down, and pay attention. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you're you're just trying to like absorb as much as you can. So that one day, when you have to tell someone what to do, you can think back and be like, you know what? This guy was a pro, and this is how he told me to do it. So um, yeah, so I staged at a bunch of places. Uh, La Bernadette was one of mine. That's uh, three Michelin star in New York. Eric Repair is the chef of that. And then I staged there four times. Albert let me go on. They only do stages on Saturday nights. So I used to leave Bouchard's for Saturday nights to go there but he understood albert understood because it's like you know it's one of the best restaurants in the country so i did that a few times um that was that was super cool but then uh um i a few other places uh colicchio and sons that's one of thomas colicchio's restaurants you know tom colicchio I is don't. from top chef the ball guy you know? okay i don't, I don't that's know that's okay uh then uh where else i did uh at picheline which is a really cool picheline Sweet. is uh, uh they were two michelin stars um you know That's Terrence, places, Terrence no? Brennan's restaurant, um, and then uh, yeah, I, oh, I saw eleven Madison Park. That was a good one. they are three Michelin stars. Daniel Hume, you should follow him on uh, Instagram. Does some awesome stuff. They like they have a three Michelin star restaurant. They're like rated number one in the world, and he turned his entire restaurant into like a, a, uh, soup kitchen. They're providing meals for like, like, thousands of people. It's pretty amazing some really cool stuff that chefs are doing now Sick. you know like it's just cool that you can you can use your skills to do that much good like jose andreas you follow jose andreas at all i think i don't know if jose andreas owned the place i went to i went to this most of his restaurants are in dc yeah i went to a place in dc yeah. it starts with is a Z. Like, uh, uh i think it was greek i greek they're place. most of them are spanish so he's spanish he's from spain yeah um, this but was he's he's amazing. This guy is important. like this guy. He he drops. He he'll like drop. He goes into Puerto Rico after a hurricane, and he just he comes in on a helicopter from the military. He'll come in with like a staff, and he'll have a meeting with like the town people. And he's like, all right. So we're gonna. My responsibility is not anything other than feeding people, which is kind of beautiful, isn't it? It's like. He does, he's not there He's not there to, like, carry out people or, you know, s- serve medical purposes. He's there to just feed people, which is kind of beautiful because natural disasters never have that, you know? Imagine just being a part of a natural disaster. You've lost everything, and then someone hands you a... Still got to eat that day. Someone, someone hands you a sandwich, oh, a hot day. sandwich, yeah. you know, and a, and a Coke. It's like, here you go. Gee. It's like, oh, man, it's huge. The little things. Insane. Not a little thing, but but yeah, we'll get back I guess. So uh, yeah, so after after in a bunch of places, I ended up staging at this restaurant called Del Posto, which is uh, was owned by uh, Mario Batali and uh, Lydia and the Bastianich group. Now it's uh, just Bastianich, but um, I worked there and I worked there for four years. I staged there. I met I met everyone, met the chefs, and it just seemed like. A machine. So, to give you an example, this is a Del Posto is a one-star Michelin, but it it functions like people go into work like it's a three-star Michelin. It's you go into work like you're working in the the best restaurant in the world. You're cool. just like everyone comes into work that way. What does it mean to be a an Michelin? An intensity. A Michelin. Um, I know I, I keep throwing that around, and so the Michelin Guide was from the tires originally, in in France, um, they would. They would give you stars in France based based on how far you should travel to go to these places. Like, what's huh. the? It's basically yeah. People were getting their cars serviced by Michelin, and, and they would have these guides They people out. They would say, I forget huh. what the exact phrases are, but it's like worth a trip for one, and then two stars like worth a special trip, and then for three stars, it's like worth a special
0: the specialist. The, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> worth a route. Yeah, exactly. You know, worth international in I've been to a couple of three-star Michelin restaurants in, not in France, in Spain. Um, yeah, in Spain, we went to Arzac, which is three Michelin stars. Huh. You know, it's just to be honest, I feel like, you know, when I was younger, a lot of that stuff is really important because you want to hone your craft. But now, to be honest, if someone gives me a ham sandwich on, like, beautiful artisan bread <laughs> and, like, a nice espresso... You know that stuff. That stuff makes me just as happy. Hell yeah! But um, yeah, so I mean, Del Posto's Del Posto is awesome. That's uh, so chef. It was a it was uh, Mark Ladner who hired me. So he's Mark is awesome. He uh, I'm not sure exactly what Mark's doing right now. Shout out to Mark Ladner, very talented chef. He won uh, a James Beard Award for best chef in New York City. Do you know about the James Beard? James a little James bit foundation. A little bit. So James, yeah. So James Beard. It's kind of like the, like the Grammys for chefs in the United States. Also, the James Beard house. James Beard was a famous uh, uh, c- food critic who lived in New York City. Oh, I'm not sure the exact era, but a long time ago. I think he died in the 80s or 90s. Um, but he was a famous food critic, and they have the James Beard house where they do. It's kind of like for, a, for like a serious chef. If you get to go and cook at the James Beard House, they do dinners for like eighty to ninety people. If you get to go cook there, it's kind of like a like a very important thing. Once in a career kind of yeah. opportunity. Yeah, i I've, I've done I did a dinner there. I oh, cooked cool. there, and I also got to eat there, which was kind of cool. Whoa, yeah, yeah, it was cool stuff. I went there when uh, Jake Rojas did his uh, dinner there. I don't know if you know Jake. Jake owns Tallula Taqueria in Providence, and he used to own Tolula's told- on Thames. Right, I've never been, but
0: I've yeah, heard it. yeah. Um, first time I heard about James Beard, I think the first time I heard about James Beard Awards, someone was telling me who worked at Barcino. He's like, dude, she was nominated for a James Beard Award, and I was like, like Wh- whatever. All right, and he's like, no, no, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. It is. <laughs> it
1: is. I mean, it. A lot. Of, I feel like a lot of American cooks and chefs think of that a little bit more than uh, than the Michelin stars, but uh, actually. Japan has the most Michelin stars in the world, which is funny. Actually, it's not funny. Congratulations. I love Japanese cuisine. Um, but it's funny that it's a French thing and the Japanese kind of...
0: It's kind of part of the culture to take your craft very seriously over there, isn't it? Yeah. Coffee's very serious over
1: there. Yeah. Yeah, they do a good job with coffee. I've, I like. You ever, been, you ever been to Japan? No. It's awesome. I did a... I did a... Uh, a... Uh, Not study abroad. I was an exchange student in high school. Cool. In uh Bato Machi, Japan. Whoa. Yeah. Like two hours north of Tokyo. Cool, man.
0: Yeah, Japan's cool. I have some Navy friends who are they're making a move there now. Yeah. And I have some people who told me like, uh she's like, uh, you'd love the convenience stores there. I'm like, why would I love Uh, the convenience stores? You know what I'm talking about?
1: Yeah, in like a lot of Asia, they have awesome convenience stores. <laughs> like the prepared food section of a good convenience store is like, there's like 40 different kinds of sandwiches with the crust cut off that were made that day in some <laughs> factory by elves. And they're actually delicious. <laughs> there's like egg salad sandwiches. People go crazy over them. So Newport actually has some pretty awesome restaurants, no? What do you think? um Ish. yeah i you know i love i love newport and i do think that the restaurant the restaurant industry will definitely come back from this i think that this year this year coming is going to be really good i yeah. i i, I, I kind of say that because i have to because it has to it just has to be but i, I truly believe that too especially you no, know I for think restaurants so and for for my business too you know we've got to we've got to do something because people can't go on like this people, for years at a time no it's just not. It's just it's. They're things, dying to get out. Systems are gonna start breaking down. You know you gotta. Yeah,
0: it sucks. Covid sucks. So what? What did I hear last night? Uh, every pandemic has about like an 18 month lifespan. So that would take us to like next June, mm-hmm. something like that, a little bit earlier. But uh. <laughs> I guess we're hoping that there's like historically. I guess
1: we're hoping that there's some sort of a way that we'll still be able to function. You know, because you know you just keeping i mean especially you know people that have like serious like mental disabilities i just can't i, I mean it's just like being locked up and alone for this Crazy much time year for them it's well yeah i mean for everyone it's just yeah there can't be anyone that's not affected but anyways let's talk about something cooler <laughs> <laughs> talk about well, food you, uh, have any,
0: you have any gigs coming up at jb cuisine
1: um i do i do most of them are smaller Um, you know, I, uh, I have a lot of like parties of four parties of six that are spread out. Um, you know, we have a lot of, we have a lot of fun with it. I do some drop off stuff too, where, you know, I have a little bit different minimums. So it's kind of, it's kind of tough. You can only charge so much for takeout. So I have to add a little bit of class to it, you know, like always, right? Nikolai shaving fresh white truffles. (laughs) you know, $250 an ounce. Shaving Shaving them. Oh my God. Um, yeah. (laughs) Have you ever, have you ever had truffles before? Uh, recently. Yeah. Yeah. Were they fresh? Were they the ones that I gave to Nikolai? (laughs) (laughs) He gave me a piece. Yeah. Yeah. I put in some olive oil. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's a good thing to do with. If you have like, I have, I have a jar of olive oil at home that or it's nice if you do it with a flavorless olive oil, flavorless oil like grapeseed or a, oh nice you know even really light yeah really something light really like oil. so cuz you know you take a if you take even like a if you take an extra virgin olive oil it's you know spicy and it's you know green and grassy and beautiful what does a white truffle taste like so for me it's really kind of like the it's umami or that you know yeah. that okay that cool. intense mushroom cheesy flavor yeah, yeah. and um to be honest with you I I really only get excited about the white truffles. Really? Black truffles don't really do much for me. They they're a little bit too much like a like, are they a, the like a basement. Ones? The black yeah, truffles so are cheaper on. ones. What's that?
0: Black truffles a cheaper one.
1: They are they are usually significantly cheaper. Yeah. yeah. You're talking, you know, three to five times more for white truffles. Yeah. So I mean yeah, I I've been getting I have a I have a truffle supplier um in Italy. But I also have – I also go through uh, D'Artagnan, which is a, uh, a local purve- – well, local. They're uh, – Hudson Valley. When, when you see
0: truffle fries, fries are made like usual, and they just put truffle oil on them at the end. Yeah, I like, toss to,
1: them. I like <laughs> eating truffle fries. You know? but, um, but most of that truffle oil isn't even really made from truffles. It's, it's, it's like a synthetic situation. Um, what I used to do, I, we had truffle fries at Revolving Door where I was the yeah. chef and I used to, um, I used to take, uh, black truffles, um, like scrap pieces and I'd chop them up and mix them in with salt and then I would garnish them with salt. So at least, at least I knew in my heart that they were eating truffles when they got truffle fries. <laughs> I think I did that.
3: Mostly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Anyways, we, um, this is nice by the way. Oh, dude! I like Yeah, uh, I like the espresso. I like the tonic. Uh, Spro, Spro, tight.
0: Yeah. Nice. Um, I uh, he gave me the truffle and the oil, and I had it a couple of ways, and then um, maybe like a week or drinking? two past. Or what? Dude, have at it, man. You got some cups? You going? F- this is for you. you I have might have a beer like over there. Me, oh yeah. Let me pour it for you. Yeah, man.
1: you're the host. Let me host you, man. I host appreciate you, you taking the time and coming Thanks down for, here. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Like I said, you know, got me only cost him $35 an hour. Oh, Jesus no. Christ. No, careful. Elena might be watching this. I don't pay her $35 an hour. <laughs> I can believe that. Out. It's okay. <laughs> Thank you, Elena, for watching, my kids. Cheers, guys. Yeah, cheers. Cheers. Salute.
3: To, uh, I don't know, to
0: Mike, Mark Lesnar. To who? Oh, man. Brock Lesnar? <laughs> <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Cheers to Brock Lesnar. <laughs> so, so what
1: else? What else? We were, at, I was, so I'll talk about more about the, in New York. Um, so I was at Del Posto. That was the Italian restaurant that I was working at in New yep. York. Uh, they had one Michelin star. Um, Del Posto. Actually now, uh, Chef Melissa, Chef Melissa is the chef and partner of it. The only, the only female chef with five stars from the New York Times, I believe, and, New York Especially Times is,
0: is t- serious in the culinary world, no? Yeah, yeah. Ish? I think so. Yeah. I don't know. You're my culinary specialist. Am I? Yeah. Yeah, Nick too. Nick every day is my culinary specialist. Yeah.
1: Nick, Nick's... Uh, Nick's fucked around with some, uh, some high rollers in the culinary world.
0: Yeah. Del, <laughs> Del Pozo? Oh, t. Posto. Oh, Del of Pozo place. makes, place. makes uh, dresses, of, so... Of the place.
1: That's not it. Um, yeah, so... We did some uh, some cool stuff there. I spent I spent almost four years there working, you know, doing all kinds of stuff, making, you know, working all a lot of the stations, some front of house, some shenanigans. Oh, that's not gonna work. There we go. Oh yeah, this there is them. Yeah, there she is. Chef Melissa. Right now, she's a, she's a rock star now. Oops, up there, yeah. Sweet, this is a rock star idea. Right yeah. Secretary. She came. Were you there when she came and ate at uh, Revolving Door? I, think so.
3: yeah. Yeah. Cool. I also met Mark at that Johnson & Wells event.
1: We oh, yeah, that's funny that yeah, you've been a part of that with Did me, Nikolai. He
3: made, he made sandwiches. <laughs> that yeah. is hilarious. Yo, take yeah. it easy. Mark Ladner's a shit. No, that was awesome.
0: Terracotta del Impruneta. Am I reading that right?
1: I'm not sure. It's been a while since I've worked there. Cannellini. Cool, man. Yeah. I mean, there's basically, I mean, they, they make really nice Italian-inspired of-the-place food, you know? Del Posta means of the place, so this is, um, like, you know, using, looking at, like, the in- ingredients of the Hudson Valley in New York City w- through the lens of fine dining Italian, so. And they did a beautiful job of that. Um, I was really privileged to work there, so Whoa, I got cool. to do a lot of cool stuff. I got to work a, a lot of the stations. Um past the pasta station. It was pretty awesome. Del Posto had like I think we had like six six or seven fresh pastas on the menu that were made daily and we uh Yeah. We also did risotto to order, which is cool. pretty cool. Very few restaurants do risotto to order. Right. So usually if it's you tricky. work in a restaurant you and you're cooking risotto, usually you par cook it. So they yeah. they cook it like halfway through and then you put it in a container and you got it under your station and you spook a little bit. But how long does it
0: take to make 23 minutes so you make risotto to order it takes 23 minutes right
1: so what they would usually do is most people are eating tasting menus there so you would have like a fourth course risotto okay. so when they order it in you would you would know that you had about 23 minutes so you would start it so whoever's expediting whoever's calling up the tickets would uh, tell you say you know get, uh, start start for risotto so risotto's tricky. For risotto tricky something with the mixing right oh yeah is it a pasta or is no, it a, so it's a It's a rice. It's an okay. arborio or you use a uh, valone nano rice. Okay, cool. So it's, oh, it's wow, a, cool. A, okay. a short grain rice from Italy. Sweet. That has a, a beautiful starch content when you, when you mix it. So, yeah. Basically, you need to uh, have some kind of... Uh, you start in a pan with and you sweat down some shallots or onions. Small dice. Cook it until they're translucent. Then you're adding in olive oil, a good amount of olive oil, um, and then you add some. Uh, then you add your rice, depending on uh, you know what's how many people you're doing it for. You would add uh, I forget what we did, an ounce per person or something like that uh, per tasting. And then um, yeah, so you toast your toast your grains of rice in that oil onion mixture. Yep. And then you're going to be deglazing or adding some uh, prosecco or some kind of uh, nice white white wine that you'd like to use maybe something that you're going to be eating or drinking later and i usually do prosecco because we we do it that's what they use at del posto and that's cooking i, I also like drinking sparkling wine
0: cooking wine is a joke right you want to use good wine for good food
1: yeah yeah cooking don't don't buy savage. don't buy that stuff that's on the holland house that's on the uh grocery store shelves
3: the wine you should cook yeah, you should also
1: want to drink it. You <laughs> should also want to drink it.
3: one good one for $10, Foxhorn. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, 10 yeah. big bottle, and it's drinkable. So. Sweet.
1: <laughs> so anyways, you've got that, and then once, you start, once you've toasted your rice, you're, adding, you're deglazing, you're adding this white wine. You let the alcohol cook out until it comes down to sec or dry, and then you're going to start adding uh, liquids. It depends on what kind of risotto you want to make. You could use chicken stock. You could use lobster stock. Um, you know, so, so you could use clam broth lobster if you stock. wanted. How do you, how do you get the stock from a lobster? Well, you make it. You So when you, you buy a bunch of lobsters... Take you know, all the shells ma- and yeah, boil Yeah, you know, you're going to make... You ever make a lobster roll? You're, you ever break down a lobster? No. No? You got to get some lobsters around here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, basically, after you're done cleaning a lobster, you've got the, the head or the body. you got the the shells from everything that you're doing yeah um i like to do is i take that and i'll roast that um on a like a medium heat like 350 375 until they're dry you should be able to break them with your hands brittles and you want to actually after you're done you take those out uh maybe if you want to get freaky halfway through you smear some tomato paste on those that make them back in
0: that would make some great fertilizer for my uh my my old marijuana plants
1: they use a uh lobster (laughs) compost is that's yeah. what I put in my garden, lobster shrimp. Some compost. chitin. Add some lobster chitin or to the, shrimp is to really great. All those shellfish, the, uh, I put, I put um, whenever I get clams at my house or oysters, I smash them up and put them in my compost. Fuck yeah. Yeah.
0: Chitin. What's that? Chitin.
1: Or chitin. or I don't know. What's that?
0: C-H-I-T-I-N.
1: Chitin? Is that what yeah. the kids are doing these days?
0: Yeah, that's a uh, total, yeah. It's a fibrous <laughs> substance consisting of polysaccharides and forming major constituents in the exoskeleton of arthropods. It will, um... Well, what does that mean in English? In <laughs> insects, it functions as a scaffold material. Chitin, I think it chops up their bodies. Dude. Fucking bomb. Have you had stuff from Need before?
3: Yeah. <laughs> does he look like Fuck. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. Dude,
1: awesome. You know? Fuck. Mm. Yeah, that stuff's good. Do you get how do you get it here? They bring it. Do they really? Yeah. Do they? And it's produced in. They have two places in Providence, I think, right?
0: I think they have three total. I think one's in East Greenwich,
1: right? I don't know. They're they're great people though. We um, when I was at Gracie's, we did some events with them. The chefs, the the, like the head bakers and things like that. We would do, you know. Also, you know, we used to do we used to do this thing for like. Uh, I, I forgot, but I got. I ended up. I ended up going there because I wanted to bring coffees and donuts for the guys. You know, like when I was working at Gracie's. You know, we had like we had like, you know, between between savory and there's probably like seven, eight people working in the kitchen. So it's pretty big, you know. And then there's also a lot of front of house, probably 20 people in front of house. So I remember going. I remember going there to get some. I was like, I was like, I'm gonna be. A, I'm gonna be a, a good boss today, you know. Not boss, but I'm gonna I'm gonna be good to the guys today. So I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I go, and I'm like, oh, let me get one of those. I get like, uh, I get like, two dozen donuts and like eight iced coffees. It was like $130 or something oh, like shit, that. Yeah, that was okay. I was. I, the, was, I, was, the, I was the hero for two hours. How much you can buy?
0: Dude, really? I was. At I first, would I would say
1: they're yeah, they're pretty great.
0: I was nervous to carry them here because they're definitely like on the higher end. They fucking sell like crazy, dude. Everybody loves them. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Home. I'm glad I would that, have them every a, day. I could.
1: It's great to be able to support to support something local too. It's, I feel like it's so it's so hard for people to really support these local businesses. You need to you need to really go out of your way. I'm gonna go get some stuff for us to try.
3: You guys continue on. <laughs> I'm gonna get something I wanna share with one. It's all good. Are you doing macaroons?
1: Yeah, macarons. Oh nice. Are those also from them? from Chelsea Rose. Oh yeah.
3: Chelsea Rose. She makes amazing You should try the try
1: the try the ones from Ellie's. That's uh, also owned by Gracie's. Ellie's is the uh, they make some really nice macarons. What is
3: this, Ellie's?
1: Ellie's is uh, the bakery owned you know, owned by uh, Gracie's. In Providence? Yeah. See, I'm, I'm not
3: really familiar with Providence. Yeah. Who's it's it owned sh- by What's that? Ellie's.
1: Wh- it's um in Providence. Uh, Matt Varga is the chef. Ellen Slattery is the owner. Yeah. Matt Matt's the chef of Gracie's and Ellie's. How
3: do I
1: know? Them? I don't know. Did you ever come on an event with me with him? I don't, I don't think so. You like macarons? They tend to be a little sweet for me, but I oh, I fuck I fuck with macarons once in a while. Sweet, dude. Those are
0: very
3: tricky to make, too. Yeah. yeah it's,
1: it's about the it's about the humidity. Yeah. A lot about the humidity it's, and temperature. It's definitely different. Yeah, we used to do this uh, as the, uh, with the check, when we give the check at Gracie's, they would get a, uh, macaron of the oh, day. Wow. Of the day. They would change them.
0: Oh, wow. Were well, you making them there too?
1: Yeah. At, well, they're making them at Ellie's, which-
0: Oh, right. Okay. I get it.
1: Ellie's, uh, is their bakery. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. You
3: need to have a separate person if
1: you're going to make them yourself. Or you, just, you just have to have a system, you know? You have to be organized. It's not, it's definitely not easy. Oh man, we got more coffee. <laughs> With your tequila. <laughs> Jesus. Is this more that's coffee? What? Coffee, tequila, oh, coffee, you just, water, tequila. The you the coffee, coffee leftover coffee. from the day. There this is go. Yeah. A real boss a real boss drinks the leftovers from the day.
3: Waste, not yeah, dude. You
1: know, like watch Albert uh drink wine at the yeah. end of the night? He he'll drink everything that's open. You know? That's good. Yeah, that's waste. your bo- that's your bottom line. Yeah. What are you gonna open another gla- another bottle because yeah. it's something you wanna try?
3: You can't you know, I'm sure stuff down the drain oh my
1: god this is a lot of a lot of <laughs> coffee and alcohol good dude that's what it's all, all right. about we're having fun well you know i'll be a little bit late so take it easy god, nancy. <laughs> nancy's working <laughs> anyways
0: nancy's the wife
1: yeah my wife nancy is awesome she's wow pretty awesome
0: going some points see that
1: She's Is the best. I, you I, didn't come tell, here for I nothing. tell her, you score some I tell her right off often she's the best wife I've ever had. Wow. You know? Nice, dude. Nice. He's only had three. But uh, no, Nancy's great. Nancy and I actually met at Del Posto. Oh, cool. So, yeah, I mean, so I'd been working there for a few years. And, um, uh, you know, this beautiful Mexican woman started working there um, in front of house. Uh, she was just like. Very entry level, polishing glasses and things like that, and um, you know we just kind of uh, Dude, started talking. You one, scored a chick from the front of house. Night. Yeah, I did. That's wow, that's man. the only way because they usually feel bad <laughs> for us cooks. That's the that's the only women <laughs> that you're gonna party. meet or men <laughs> that you're gonna meet. You know, uh, if you're spending if you're spending you know all of your waking hours in one place. But um, yeah, so Nancy was uh, working front of house there and. Um, she really wasn't liking the out. We st- we started kind of dating, you know. Just uh, you know, we went out for drinks, and uh, you know, I asked her if I could kiss her, and she didn't wow. really speak English that well, and I did it anyways, and she told me she told me this like years later, you know, she didn't understand what I was saying. <laughs> Can I kiss you?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Speak, did you speak any Spanish?
1: Uh, well, I spoke a little bit of Spanish. But it was mostly just like dishwasher Spanish, <laughs> you know, just no. just like just <laughs> <laughs> now 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 I'm fully now I'm fully fluent. Dude, I anytime, can, anytime I can keep I... a conversation.
0: Anytime I would compliment anyone in the kitchen, I'd be like, dude, you're doing a great job today, man. This, this fucking, this shit tastes awesome. This, this guy, Oogie would go, besalo, man, besalo. It's a kiss, right? Besalo, yeah. <laughs> tell, tell me to kiss the other guy. <laughs> oh, fuck you. Anyways. Um, shout out to Oogie, right? I like the shout out thing. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fun. Fucking Oogie, man. We gotta get
1: so, Ugi on, uh, yeah. yeah, so, I mean, we started, we met, we started kind of dating a little bit after that, and, um. She didn't really like the hours she was working, so, uh, which was very late, you know. Especially the front of us in New York City, too. You've got people that come in at 11 o'clock and want a tasting menu. It's like, they're not leaving there. The servers aren't leaving until one thirty, two o'clock in the morning, um, and it's, you know, it's just a very intense service. They won also, so Del Posto won a James Beard. We won multiple James Beard awards while I was there, and they won uh, Best Service USA, which is a big deal. Um, and they deserve it, totally. The service was, is impeccable there. Amazing. I've, I was actually lucky. I worked six months in front of house there. There's a lot of different James Beard awards. So they do, yeah, they have different categories. So it's like Best Chef New York City, um, like uh, Best Chef Southeast, or like Southwest, or Northeast. It's all based on like the United States, kind of. What's your favorite spot in Newport right now? <sighs> My
0: is that favorite you on the spot, spot
1: in Newport?
0: To That's be honest, I don't spot. really
1: go, I don't really go out that much. My Part wife, so my wife Nancy has been working at uh, Gusto, Gusto, which is uh, in the Hammett's Wharf Hotel. Oh right, right. Oh, Chef so Kevin much. O'Donnell. Shout out to Kevin O'Donnell There's and the staff over really there at there uh, at Gusto. They're doing a good job. I mean, they're doing a great job because oh. I know they have I know they have some sick pasta. Cause, oh, I heard. So Nancy I heard a lot of good things about that place, man.
0: Yeah, I heard the pasta is on point. That's yeah. what somebody
1: told me the other day. Yeah, Nancy Nancy makes all the pasta for them too. Wow, cool. She's, she's Newport's noodle queen.
0: Wow, that's dude. her Instagram handle. I heard they're like super legit. Cocktails are really good. I heard. Over yeah, there.
1: yeah, they have they have a, they have a really good setup. And um, Kevin and I actually worked at Del Posto together too. So that's kind of a funny little thing. He we were he was working there, and then left left to go open some restaurants in France, and then came back and was in Boston for a little bit, and he found his way to Newport now. So he's the owner of that restaurant. Sick. So. He, I kind of we kind of got in touch and I was telling him I was like oh you know Nancy Nancy can make your pasta you know when you, when you open so we kind of went from there he knew that it was going to be on par so I kind of skipped a couple steps there oh, but dude. Nancy Nancy ended up uh, didn't like the hours that she was working so I got her working. uh I talked to the chef and got her working some hours in pasta so she she used to make all the pasta or a lot of the pasta at Del Posto cool yeah yeah, and then um I've never made pasta. You should definitely make pasta. So satisfying. And also like Do in I your need house, a KitchenAid mixer with no, the top? No, thing? no, 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 no. You got flour and eggs at your house, right? Yeah. Make pasta. Does it matter what flour? No.
0: Um I didn't. I, I honestly, had eggs. honestly
1: for the most part, I use all purpose flour. A, a good salt? quality all purpose flour. I don't I don't usually I don't put salt in my pasta dough. It doesn't like, have to be uh, I don't like to put salt in the dough. I'd rather it be in the water. In the water when you cook it, you know?
0: I used to make like mess around making breads a little bit, but
1: I love making bread.
0: Dude, the most luck I ever had making <clears throat> bread. The New York Times has this like no need recipe with them. You like put the stuff together. Yeah. You
1: mix it a little bit. Hey, is, it, is there a baking? Is ahead there ahead. baking soda or a leavener? Soda or yeah. No, no, no. Uh, Yeast. Yeah.
0: You do it at night. Yeah. You mix it together. You leave it there. Yeah. you Cover it. The next morning you come back. You can do it in the morning. Take it out, flip it, knead it like a tiny bit. Let yeah. it rest, let it rise bread's for 20 cool, minutes. It's like, a, it's like a living thing. It it's the too? only way that I've gotten yeah. to, when I was making bread,
1: oh, man. for it to be like yeah. this. I like to just pick a couple of different kinds of breads that I like to make. Um, I, really, I, I make focaccia a lot because nice. it's relatively easy to sheet do. pan. And it's delicious. Um, I do it on a sheet tray. I usually um, lots of olive crisco. oil. So. Crisco Ooh. on the pan. No, lots of olive oil. I'll bring you some. Oh, man. Why did we put... My focaccia it'll make your toes curl. We put... Sweet, man. We put
0: Crisco on the pan so that... uh, So it doesn't stick. No, it would be like you take the dough, and when you push it, I think this side would come with
1: it. Um, Um, I mean, so what I do is I'll I'll mix the dough. To make focaccia, I'll mix the dough. Um, So, I mean, it's just you're mixing... So my rant recipe is uh, three pounds of flour to a uh, tablespoon of yeast, a teaspoon of sugar, uh, a, a quart of quart of warm water, you know, all of that, you know you, uh, there's a lot of other little things in there, but you start mix, you mix your dough, and um, let it proof. So proof is when the uh, yeast. It's out, it's carbon dioxide, and then Lives um, it's whole lifespan. Yeah, and then you, well, yeah, it, and there's an evolution to it, you know. So you you do that, and then um, you knock it down. So you let it proof, you knock it down. Actually, I learned a lot of this from uh, Pietro Scotti, chef. out chef Pietro Scotti. That's a whole that's a whole world right there. Yeah, yeah. Breath. So I mean, you proofing it, it comes up. You knock it down, you let it comes. Um, Pietro told me to do it three times, so I always do it three times. It kind of builds gluten. It adds a nice chew. And it also adds like a nice, they call it a crumb structure. So that's like the like the, the consistency of the dough. You know, like you can see bubbles, yeah. like nice big bubbles. Yeah, that's what I always have a hard yeah. time doing. Well, yeah, because you don't want it to just look like white bread when you're done. You know, you want there to be some, you know, look like it was handmade. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I'll do that, proof it. And then what I'll do is for the last proof, I'll put it on the tray, the sheet pan. I usually do it on a quarter sheet tray like this. Um, I'll put the dough there. You push it out um cover it in a bunch of more olive oil the reason we put some the, fresh herbs we put the crisco cuz you'd push it and it would go like this push it
0: yeah. if you put the crisco it would go you push it and it would stay there really i i, I don't, don't know, know about man. crisco
1: i just use a lot of olive oil it's nice to have a lot of olive, olive oil, oil, oil on the oil bottom oil because nice. it kind of fries it from the bottom if you have a good oven oh. i use like a pizza stone in my oven you, so it sits on there
0: do you do ever do uh bloom like the herbs first is that a thing? Blooming uh, the herbs?
1: Uh, I mean, it depends what you're doing. I don't really those herbs you just throw. You don't on really them. bloom herbs. That's more with like spices. Like if you're spices. if you're making something with saffron, or um, you know, whole spices yeah. like cumin or coriander, and you want to kind of wake them up. Sometimes, especially in like I know a lot of like uh, Indian recipes. You know, they do a lot of the frying, or even in in uh, Mexico.
0: We're talking dried dried. Dried things, yeah, right? but not herbs. So when I say herbs, like you're thinking fresh herbs.
1: When I'm thinking herbs, I'm thinking like a leafy thing. When I think yeah, spices, yeah, yeah. I think of a grain or like a,
0: basically dried, you know, yeah,
1: pepper yeah,
0: peppercorn, and things like that. Yeah, yeah, cardamom and
1: yeah, things like that. You want to bloom in some some hot oil if you're making like a stew cool. or things like that. Oh, nice. But herbs, oh, herbs, okay. I kind of like them to be like either dry? finished or kind of just on top. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: More fresh Oh yeah, kapow! Fuck yeah. Have
0: you ever made
1: sourdough? <clears throat> made sourdough? Yeah. Uh, everyone, I think everyone made sourdough not. this year. That's a fun. I don't one. want to talk about sourdough. <laughs> yes. I, I I, uh. I, I I, tired of hearing <laughs> about sourdough this year. Right. Everyone, uh. <laughs> everyone tried making sourdough, everyone and that then that everyone flavor. bought all the fucking yeast. So when I go to buy yeast oh, at the really? store, there's no yeast. Uh. <laughs> I gotta go. Do you use flesh I gotta things? go. I gotta. I know. will call Kathy from Newport Specialty. Shout out to Kathy from Newport Specialty Foods. Uh, she Newport She's specialty. got everything. I don't think I've done. She's got all the good stuff.
3: If you're making sourdough, you need to make your starter from scratch. Like, that's how I would Or you, sourdough. well, no,
1: or honestly, I don't think you do. I think you, if you get some from a friend, that's fine, but
3: sure, But you, you need to, but sourdough.
1: the thing is, the thing is, everyone's like, oh, I want to make sourdough, and, and then, this. like, two weeks later, it just dies in their fridge. It's like, <laughs> it needs, if, it's, a it's just, like, it's, it's like a living thing. It's a lifestyle change, and, I, it's not just really. Honestly, I think if someone <laughs> else can make it better than me, like, let them make it better. Change. Like well, also, it's like it's like. What are you gonna do with all that bread that you're baking? Are you gonna eat it? I, I don't eat. That, I can't eat that much bread. No, no. And then you're just like giving it to people, and now you're buying fifty pound bags of flour.
3: I think it's just it's just the, the, the fun doing it. It's like a tamagotchi. You yeah. Have to keep it alive every day, you have to take out. You yeah, you gotta to feed. It, the, you gotta better. feed the bitch.
1: You never. You ever read uh, Kitchen Nightmares? I mean, uh, Kitchen Confidential. Anthony no, Bourdain. I, I didn't read it. Ah. That is the. You got, you got, you got it. You gotta read. A, uh, he has a, he has a whole chapter called like Feed the Bitch. It's about one of the bakers at his restaurants, and they. Uh, he's <laughs> one of his bakers, like this alcoholic degenerate, and he would like, he would just like not show up to work. He would like just forget all the time, and he's like, so he would. He would call Anthony Bourdain, who was the chef of the restaurant, and he'd say, "He's like, oh man, you gotta feed the bitch," which is their starter. So they would do their own bread, but like, <laughs> if this, this this fucking asshole doesn't want to show up to work, you know, a few days a week, so you gotta go down there and you gotta, they, you have to feed it. So you have to yeah. like, add, you're basically you're taking away a portion and then you're adding more flour, nice. so that it, it turns into this living thing. But you have to keep doing that, yeah. otherwise it's you're just, you have to feed you have to feed the bitch.
0: Last uh, last time we were talking to Jay, kindness. I was um I was telling him about this place, the Pizza Box. I used to work next to. They did their pizza that way. They had a I call it a Cambro. I don't know what you'd call it, like a forty gallon bucket.
1: A Lexan.
0: Yeah. Like a big that like the plastic one? Big Yeah, plastic? giant. Yeah. yeah. we call it. A Cam- fish tub, Lexan like or
1: Cambros. Yeah. yeah the, the,
0: the fish tub that would eat the other fish tubs. Yeah. Um, and they would they'd have it all full of dough they'd cut it take half for today yeah fill the rest with flour water they'd take this side tomorrow that's some
1: next level stuff a lot of people don't do that um that, they did that sounds shit. cool i would like to try it. i i would like dough like that i know that i know that um like the the true napoli Na- uh napolitano what you, yeah what whatever so uh the naples bath oh. ah, the pi- I, I'm I'm bastardizing this. Yeah, yeah, but the yeah. Neapolitan pizza Neapolitan, is yeah. supposed to be made with fresh yeast. It's not supposed to be fermented at all. Um, but oh, really? Okay. You know what? Fuck that. If you make a dough that tastes delicious... And you know your oven? They did yeah, then shit. who cares?
0: It didn't rise too much or anything. I don't know. No, you know what? Honestly, what a lot of that buying. stuff
1: is just people trying to tell other people how to do their their job. You can be certified by this like consortium of of like neapolitan pizza but it has to be like <laughs> it has to cook it has to be like a certain size it has to cook in like 90 seconds yeah 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 fuck yeah, yeah. that man fuck that just it has, it has to be made with san marzano tomatoes you know it's like just make you know just you have to use like but san marzano mozzarella. tomatoes are the best though aren't they yeah they're delicious the tomatoes? i get them too that's what i usually make i usually supplement that to my tomatoes i grow to make tomato sauce i'll make a couple times a year sweet but i mean you freeze it no I jar it I put it in you do a nice jars. I'm always
0: scared of canning tomatoes
1: yeah so I don't know why,
0: why? I don't know tell me you two
3: you've done jarring so I did some canned tomatoes and I think I did a subtle mistake of letting it be lukewarm slightly warm as I closed the jars and turned them around and they went bad
0: whoa oh you're What's talking the- like the upside down method Oh, Dude, you yeah, get botulism, man. I don't know. Yeah, yeah that's, no, no, no. So that's, that's scary that's shit. That's kind
1: of like old school Italian grandmother. would. Yeah. What you would do is, you know, Italian grandmother makes the tomato sauce, puts them in the jars, puts the top on, and leaves them. And the idea there is that the heat coming from the inside pushes all of the air out of the jar. But I don't do that. And you definitely, yeah, if you do it lukewarm, it's you're basically just closing it in there with the air that was in there. It's, climbing, climbing. it's definitely, yeah, but... You have to do that it when it's hot and it pushes it. So but I don't do that method. I cook it a second time. I I pasteurize it. It basically goes into the into the jars. A hot water bath. And then hot, you put it, it into a simmering water. water. Um you put them in there. And I go for depending on the size of the jar, I'll just leave forty five minutes to an hour simmering. And what that does is it pushes all the air out of the jar. So you don't seal them.
0: I always can't
1: Well, you close it, but you don't like Squeeze it really shut, and the water, the air will come out of there. I've always done my water bath just <clears throat> 10 minutes, full boil. Really? I get a little bit nervous yeah. about full boil because sometimes these jars rattle around. Yeah, I um, had this, like,
3: a rack. hot, or are they already cooled down? No, I don't or cool them down. I no. always did hot, fully hot. I put
0: them in hot, and then, yeah, and then... The point of the hot water bath is to sterilize
1: it. Yeah. You're okay. basically pasteurizing it. Yeah, That's you're... something I did wrong. I think so. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I do that, and I've, never had, I've never had an you issue. You could hurt yourself, dude. But you guys got to make sure, you know, be smart about it. When you open it, after it's been there for six months, pull it off. It should have some pressure. You should hear a pop, and then look inside. Even and if you she, don't see any bubbles or mold, you're probably Even sometimes
0: fine. sometimes there is a scum on the top, right? Never. I think. No.
1: I've never. I think I've some things. That. Maybe even pickles too, maybe? Oh, I yeah. Th- well, pickles are a different animal. You know, you're talking about different acids and sugars. And honestly, well, honestly, with most pickles, I wouldn't even really do that. I would just do, uh, you can get, for, for pickles, you can do like a pressure canning. So, like, you can just remove air. Because if, if they're acidulated enough, if there's enough acid, you're changing the pH. If there are any people
0: wouldn't... out there, follow recipes when canning. <laughs> Don't,
1: recipes.
0: don't come to us, please. Fuck off and read a recipe. Uh,
1: <laughs> you can hire, you can hire me. I'll come to a pasta class and we'll make pasta, we'll make sauce. And pickle
0: Sweet. Yeah. I used to make jams and stuff. So, uh, in in Massachusetts where I live, I could. Um, we tried and we were going to. We just needed to do a couple of things and then we just fell off. We were having kids. Um, get my home kitchen registered as like a cottage kitchen or whatever and we were going to make jams and like a yeah I was going to be licensed my house
1: yeah uh, there's some there's some the there's Fucking some cool. hurdles there's some hurdles to doing that honestly you're better off finding somewhere we right? finding somewhere like hope in maine i was inspected oh you were really yeah wow
0: i got um what those big rain? tubs we were talking about the land what is it uh, land lexan. lexan lexan, lexan. Yeah. i had uh two lexans uh, and no, or one Lexan, and my two-bay sink, my usual two-bay sink. Yeah. I got testing strips that I put in my... You va- didn't have to a have va- a
3: three-bay sink? Yeah, I think it on the
0: three Lexan bay was The Lexan was one of the bays. okay. See what I'm saying?
1: I'm telling you, they inspected yeah. my house. I, I guess they <coughs> ran the strip Mass through my dishwasher. Massachusetts might be a little bit different. Yeah. And I they have, said uh, the
0: food had to be stored in a separate did fridge. Did you get
1: a uh, did food handler's license? you have a food... I don't know.
0: You I you think I've had someone it
1: over the years, dude.
0: Yeah, I've had it over the years. I have yeah. a, I have a board of health approval.
1: Yeah, you took that class.
0: I actually don't handle food. I'm not, I can't handle food. Oh, that's true, food. you
1: don't have any food. They don't, you don't need it for handling beverages? I handled your donuts
0: before you ate them.
1: That's it, all right. <laughs> Hopefully I don't die. Um, yeah, watch out, dude. <laughs> that's okay, dying from eating meat donuts. There's worse <laughs> worst ways to go. Ways to Imagine if you die from eating something in Bulgaria.
3: Oh, like most stuff? I heard <laughs> it's a great place. <laughs>
1: Trust it depends where they were grown. I don't know
0: why I was reading about Sophia, but I was re- sure, dude. No I went down the like a glowing hole. No, no Make sure
1: when you buy potatoes in Bulgaria, you need to put them under a black light. Yeah, make sure yeah, they're oh,
3: not glowing. Or <laughs> you go in your basement where it's somewhere really dark and make sure they're not, you
1: know, luminescent. <laughs> whatever the half life, whatever the, the half life of the <laughs> of the depleted uranium that's in everything. <laughs> Anyways, I'm sure. I'm sorry. I'm sure there's some really nice people in Bulgaria.
0: There's some nice uh, producers that come out of Bulgaria. I know,
1: right? Word. <laughs> so yeah, um, I guess after that I left. After I, so I was in New York for like four years. Met Nancy, you know, we kind of started dating, got a little bit more serious, and um, wow. At around that point, I was trying to kind of get out of New York City. It was just a lot. It's just a lot. There's so much cool stuff to do. It's such a, it's overwhelming. It's, it's, it's like you know. I, I've been chased by homeless people walking to work for no reason. Yeah, you know, that's I've unfortunate. watched people defecate on the subway. I've seen rats, like, jump and on someone's face. And that was just the face. back of the house,
0: man. Never mind the <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: The subway. Some people have written books about the subway system in New York City. There's one called, uh, oh, what's it called? Oh, the Mole People. <laughs> Crazy. Look this up. It's, uh, you don't have to do it now, but whenever you want... Uh, it's called the Mole People, and it's these people that lived in the subway, abandoned subway tunnels in New York City. I've heard crazy. about crazy. You know, a lot of it started out as like you know, like addicts and um, you know, just mentally ill people. But it's crazy. There are people living like in these abandoned, giant, abandoned like uh, tunnels. Sucky. But like they've tapped into like fresh water and stuff like that. Insane. <laughs> I should
0: yep. I should consider that for my second coffee shop location. There you go, the, there you up go. amongst the mole people. Yeah, <laughs> nice. I mean, they got some fresh from, New uh, York Union water.
1: Station. <laughs> How fresh is the New York oh, water? Oh man, <laughs> yeah. But uh, so uh, yeah, I was right around then. I was trying to get where was I? I was trying to get trying to get out of New York. It was just it was so much, so much overload. Just so much going on. It's great, but it's also really draining. You know, every day you're waking up and doing these things. You know, just to get to work. Is what like about,
0: like, trying to come up with damage. rent for New York? That's a Ooh. fucking nightmare.
1: Yeah, I mean, my, my rent was, I paid $950 a month for my room. Well, that's not know, bad. Th- in a three-bedroom apartment in Brooklyn. Uh, that's not including utilities.
0: Someone was telling me, like, 1600 Well,
1: yeah, it depends. I mean, to be honest, I was, I was in a nice area, but I had a kind of a crappy apartment. I was in Park Slope. Well, South Slope, they call it, I guess. Is that all Manhattan Island? No, it's in Brooklyn.
0: But that was a few years back, right?
1: Yeah, it was it was that was like like a thirty minute ride to Chinatown, which is you know, that's a that's a pretty good distance. You know you it's make... like some people my first apartment in New York was in Diker Heights, which is like down in Brooklyn. That's like a two hour that's like coming home from work at like eleven, it goes the trains go local, which means they take longer. So it was like a two and a half hour ride home. Holy shit. And then I'd fall asleep and I'd wake up at Coney Island. <laughs> So, so the N train, a lot of the trains, what they do is they go from the north, which is like the Bronx or Queens. I'm gonna butcher this; someone's gonna yell at me. But they go. A lot of trains, they travel. You know, they basically just go in these big lines or big circles. They go from the north, which is the Bronx. Like some of them go, like the N train, for example, which I used to take, and it comes down. It goes all the way through Brooklyn, and then it goes ends in Coney Island, which is an amusement park, but it's also the end of the line for a lot of the trains so they go there and then they turn around so what happens is if you fall asleep if you fall asleep on the end train it takes you to coney island and then the conductor or someone will walk through and wake you up and say you got to get out of here and get on a different train because this one's not moving so by then by then it's like two o'clock in the morning one time i did this and then i just rode it right back to work and I went back to the restaurant. Fuck. <laughs> that was, that was, uh, was, those were some days. Those were I, some um, days. I used to live <laughs> one summer. I went,
0: I lived up, stayed at my dad's house in yeah. in um, Randolph near oh. Boston. Oh yeah. Nice. And I, uh, I would take the red line in, go to Haru sushi in the Prudential center. That was the only big restaurant I've ever worked in. Like, oh, yeah. And I didn't, I didn't cook there or anything. I was, uh, Bicycle delivery guy, oh, a yeah? sushi on my bike. But one night I missed the train, that the last train. job
1: You know, we get hit by a tractor, hit by a bus. Yeah, it was fucking fun,
0: but I made five dollars an hour. Yeah, and sometimes I have
1: yeah, like three deliveries.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> six bucks plus five dollars an hour. That's okay. We've all had jobs
1: <laughs> like that. Uh, I made, I made, I started off making nine dollars and fifty cents an hour in New York City.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, I was gonna ask you about that. So, so
1: the yeah, the pay is usually pretty low i got Jesus. i worked there for four years i got three raises nine dollars and fifty cents i got three so. raises i left there leaving like making like maybe twelve dollars an hour
0: and you gotta work Killing like 120 it. hours to yeah. pay your but rent. i
1: also used to what they would do is what they would do is you could make time and a half if you worked like banquets so we would do these parties you know they do these high nice parties uh Tel had a pretty big basement where they had like three private dining rooms and uh, if you worked those parties serving like 150 people in the basement, it was a separate kitchen. So you could uh, make time and a half doing that. So I would do that so that I could afford to go eat at like ridiculous restaurants. That's Fuck all I would yeah. spend my money on. You know, that was kind of, that's kind of where I wanted to be at that point. You know, that's was cool. doing some, doing some cool stuff. I was hanging out with people that were really talented. Um, you know, I got, to, I got to, uh, during the hurricane uh, what was that? Which hurricane was that? Hurricane Sandy. Was that Sandy? 2012 Twenty twelve, thirteen. I think it was like twenty thirteen. Yes. Yeah. I don't think Sandy was that bad for us over here, uh, but it was yeah. bad for New York. It was bad in New York. We lost power. We lost power to like Lower Manhattan. All Whoa. of the Battaglia restaurant Bastianich restaurants, were closed. Whoa. And we were like, we were like hanging out. Should I, tell, should I tell this one, Nikolai? Nikolai's heard this story a couple 2012,
3: times. 2012, so it was October slash November 2012.
1: Oh, there you go. Yeah, so, so basically all the restaurants were shut down, and uh, we were hanging out. Um, I was hanging out with a bunch of other cooks from the restaurant um, at a bar in Brooklyn, and one of them gets a text from, from uh, Mark. Mark Ladner is our executive chef, and says, hey, you know, they need someone to go um do this event with mario in uh in new orleans um next week or this week and um but it can't be anyone that's on salary because they need to be here in case we open the restaurants um which were underwater basically and no power jesus so just imagine you know we had we did a lot of whole animal butchery and stuff like that imagine like two pigs in a refrigerator that's 70 degrees for two weeks fuck yeah it was gross they all hated me because I got to leave. I, so anyways, I went and ended up, I ended up doing this thing. They were like, we need someone to go do this event with Mario. Um, and Matt, who was the chef de cuisine, Matt, Matt Abdu. Shout out to Matt Abdu. He was the chef de cuisine at, um, at Del Posto. And we, so basically, they were like, you need to be here. You need to be at like 52nd and West End. I forget what the address was. 60th Street at 9 a.m. on this day. And you know we'll pick everybody up, and you're gonna go go to New Orleans to do this event. Because um, I wasn't working, you know. I had, you know, they were. I think they paid us like 200 bucks a week as like a as like a sorry, you know. Like hopefully you can survive and come back when we reopen. So we were all like really broke. So you know they were like, oh, if you want to do this, you gotta be here. Like, but there's a hurricane, you know. So like we had no power. You taxis weren't crossing the bridge. Unless they had more than two people. And the subway systems were shut down. It was, it was pretty fucking nuts. So I ended up like paying this gypsy. Do you know what gypsy cabs are? No. So it's in New York. They have these. Uh, it's like a black Lincoln Continental. They have them all over Brooklyn. And basically that's the. <laughs> I don't know how popular it is now. Since Uber has gotten popular. And Lyft. But before. Basically you would have this phone number. And you could call them. Or you could hail them sometimes, but it's usually, it's usually like if you're at your apartment in Brooklyn and you want to get a taxi to take you somewhere, which is usually very expensive. But if you have to be somewhere, it's like a private taxi almost. It is. It's it's an Uber before Uber. It was before Uber, yeah. And it's anyways. So I reached out to them. I called them, and they're like, "Yeah, we're not going. We're not going across the bridge with one person." And also, they were shutting down the gas stations, so like, it was. How long was all this happening for? It happened for, like, two or three weeks. Well. Yeah, it was pretty nuts. So, anyways, I get this. I, I, I got them to come pick me up. I think I paid, like, over $100 to get to Midtown Manhattan um, on purpose. I was like, here, man, get me there. So, I got there, and, like, where they filmed The Chew. You ever see, heard of the show The Chew? So, Mario Batali. I hope I'm getting in trouble for talking about this. I haven't signed anything. Anyways. <laughs> my (laughs) all of your readers anyways listeners (laughs) listeners (laughs) hey you know what you gotta start somewhere that's it man so uh so yeah we ended up going we ended up meeting there um like mario comes down everyone meets up we go we get we go to a private airstrip get on a private jet like uh we uh picked up some bagels to give to emerald when we went down there that was kind of cool at this place actually. Barney Greengrass.
0: So Emeril wanted some bagels?
1: Oh yeah. Well if you're you know, if you're if you're a baller and you're going to visit your pal Emeril Lagasse in New Orleans, you gotta bring him something good. So I remember we went we actually went. This is one of my favorite spots in New York. It's called Barney Greengrass, the Sturgeon King. It's a good spot. Yeah, cool. They've been there over hundred years. It's like hundred and fifty years. I wish I um, made it out
0: to eat more often.
1: I wish I could afford to go. Out to eat Yeah, no kidding, <laughs> But anyways, we picked up some bagels and then we went to the airport. We get in this private jet. We go, and then um, I get like I fall asleep. It's kind of kind of fun, like fall asleep on a couch in a, in the air. And then um, yeah, we got to go do it's this nice sleeping on a plane. This uh, yeah, go, get to this event. We did uh, the Emerald Gossi Foundation for like five hundred people. Or a thousand some massive amount we were responsible for like one dish for like 500 people it was like a, it was like a pasta with like a duck ragu or something like cavatelli whoa. that was fun i mean you know i did that we stayed at the ritz carlton cool presidential suite whoa i didn't have the presidential suite Mara had the presidential suite it was funny because we went there and <laughs> we get to the so we get off the plane we get off the plane, we get into like a black Escalade, takes us to Ritz Carlton and we're like we get there and we're like, "Oh, you know, you got to put down a credit card just, you know, just just to hold the room or whatever." So I'm like, "Okay, I have a credit card." So I I give it to them and they're like they're like, "Yeah, the it's $2,000 to um they have to put $2,000 on hold, you know, yeah. oh, in shit. case you like order something or break something." And I was like, "Yeah, I don't have anywhere near that. <laughs> My account probably had a $1,000 limit, and it was probably, like, close to it. <laughs> Anyways, so I remember, because I remember I still have the bill. I thought it was pretty funny. I remember that uh, Mario Vitale had to put down his credit card for me. So, yeah, we did that, <laughs> hung out, got to go all, around, go all around New Orleans. That was really cool get to experience new orleans from that point of view
0: i think my buddy went to new orleans at that time to be like a helping builder guy
1: really yeah Yeah. because all the stuff from the previous hurricane probably you know some crazy shit yeah i don't know i don't know but um yeah it was pretty cool that was a that was pretty nuts we got to do that and then come back yeah we had to you know do some do some cool stuff i came back and then um you know everyone hated me at the restaurant because i left during this hurricane you know, <laughs> while they're cleaning out like whole rotted striped bass from the walk-in how did
0: you get the opportunity to leave uh
1: up? it was i it was you just invited serendipitous you? i guess yeah. i just kind of fell into it i was at the right place at the right time and then i got to do that and then we uh,
0: used to we used to live in portland oregon there's so much oh, yeah. good food Portland's out there. cool man yeah.
1: jay loves portland oh yeah Oh, Oregon! Oh, oh yeah. Well, Portland, Portland,
0: Maine is awesome too. We were there the other day.
1: I've never been to Portland, Oregon, but I've heard some good things.
0: When we were in Portland, Maine, we met this awesome kid the other day. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up his spot. So we were just walking down. It's so cool to see what people do, the stuff that people do. And I felt like this guy was doing a similar thing with me, just in a whole different world. Um. Let me see how to do this. His spot's called Ishi Ishi. He does ramen. So we were walking down and we saw all these containers. And they're all painted different colors and stuff. There's the container right there. Oh, is uh, that like
1: what they built it out of? Like shipping containers? Dude,
0: it was like five shipping containers lined up. One was like a knife sharpening one. Yes.
1: One was like a... a that is sick. Dude,
0: so you sick. You can buy
1: one of those for, like, three grand.
0: Yeah. See his container? Yeah. So the kid on the left so right no there.
3: insulation
1: in that whatsoever. Yeah, but $3,000 for something that's made no, out is. of steel. No, I think it is. It's pretty strong.
0: I think it's pretty finished and insulated. If you oh, yeah, you the can wall, finish them. You can make them nice. It's all finished inside. It's badass. Yeah. He took us in and made food for us. It was so awesome, dude. The guy it's was awesome so I cool. It's it's cool to see, like, um, have you ever thought about doing something like that? Like the movie Chef, right? Honestly,
1: honestly, I thought that the movie Chef with uh, uh, John Favreau is one of the better it food is. movies I've Definitely. ever seen.
3: It's so real.
1: Yeah. real. Actually, i started. John Favreau is actually kind of killing it. Have you ever like, seen some of this stuff? I always thought he was like just. You ever the movie Swingers? No. You never seen the movie Swingers with John Favreau and. Uh, did he do the Mandalorian? From... Was he part of the Mandalorian? He, yeah, he was the writer and director of Mandalorian. Who's so he's the guy. The, who's the guy? But with he's the hat also done so time. much stuff that people don't realize. Like Iron Man. Yeah, he was Iron Man. Yeah, he's done some done some cool stuff. It's kind of crazy.
0: <laughs> who's the guy with the hat that they always show as one of the directors of the Mandalorian? Or is it? Oh, he's know. the director. So is John Favreau the director yeah. of the Mandalorian? Yeah, I think so.
1: He, I think he wrote some of it too. He like he wrote created Iron Man too. Yeah. Iron Man. He's done a bunch of stuff. He did. Uh,
0: Who's the guy that I keep seeing? with the hat? Shit, man. Oh. You guys watch the Mandalorian? But anyways,
1: the the one that the one that uh, Chef like, it hits home, you know, because he's got he's got his son, you know, he's like divorced, has a son, dealing with all this stuff, and then dealing with critics that just you know rip you apart. You know, it's like Fuck. it's so like. It's so real, and it's, like, honestly, that's, like, been a part of of my life, you know. I decided to kind of take on this personal chef service as a way to spend more time with my family, my kids. I think you know, right? You have kids? Yeah. Yeah. Five and two. Same. How about Five and two? Yeah.
0: You have a boy and a girl?
1: I have a boy, two boys. Two boys? Cool. Yeah, Aiden is five, and Leo's two. Oh, cool, three. man.
0: Oh, it's, it's a lot of work, huh? movie The
1: one with
3: Bradley Cooper?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, It's just you get it was,
3: close to home?
1: It, not really. It's, re- it's more just like a, that's a little bit more ego-driven. Very I honestly, like the thing that made the thing that made chef so great was like, you know, it's like, you know, you got this this chef who's like struggling with being relevant in like the food world and like struggling dealing with a boss who doesn't know anything about food, but you know what? He signs the checks, so you have to listen to him. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> and then you know,
3: but he showcases a different part of cooking.
1: I think so too. Yeah, because it's it's really yeah.
3: it's right.
1: Yeah, John Leguizamo,
3: he's hilarious.
1: What
0: what part of cooking does it showcase? The other part. Like what's
3: the, it? the the pursuit of Michelin stars, the obsession with being the best. The obsession bad.
1: with being the best, and then at the end, once you've reached the best, then you're like, then you're like, you know what, like. I don't need to do this. I don't need to be cutting pine nuts into three pieces that are the same. You know, I've done that before. It's you terrible. To. It's terrible. You, you know what? Like, to. yeah, you no, know, you. I mean, honestly, a, a prime example would be uh, Brooks. Brooks Headley. He'll never watch this, but hi, Brooks. He's a pastry chef from New York City, who is like a cr- awesome, crazy awesome dude, who has no interest in any social media or probably the internet for that. But um, he was the executive pastry chef at Del Posto for a while and he won Best Pastry Chef USA from James Beard. Um, And then he won that award and then like less than a year later he left Del Posto to open uh, a vegan fast food restaurant. Cool. Which is killing it. What is it? Uh, It's called superiority burger huh and it's great brooks is brooks is a great chef and great pastry chef and he's a drummer like a punk rock drummer oh cool oh yeah he's sick he was in a bunch he was in a bunch of like like punk rock bands in the 80s some of them i got like got some notoriety um i don't know if that's something that you're interested in yeah yeah um, i think one was called like rise against or something like that. oh shit yeah 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 brooks headley drummer oh cool um, but yeah, was, Brooks and I used to hang out, like talking about, well, not really hang out, like hang out at the restaurant, talking about like weird, like obscure movies, you know, like, I don't know. <laughs> like just talking about something that was like playing on HBO in like the late 90s, you know, I don't know. Was, but anyways, he's super talented and I'm um, every, every chance I get that I go to New York, I go there. We went, Nancy and I went and visited when he first opened. Uh, Superiority Burger, and we went um, and we sat. It's a takeout. It's takeout. Oh yeah, you guys love good Nice. Um,
3: this is a, actually, what we got? Newport Craft. It's a Malasada Stout, and it's amazing. Malasada,
1: like the donuts.
0: Not, like donuts. not one of our sponsors. I just happen to get it. That's
1: cool. But it's cool. There you go. You yeah, it's Newport okay. Newport Craft. Um, it's insanely sweet. That's the the malasada situation.
3: They pretty much blended malasada with a stout and carbonated. I, I th- feel like. <laughs> <laughs> like in a that sounds that
1: sounds <laughs> pretty gross. Yeah. There's a new beer
0: spot in town. Uh, oh yeah, it
3: just opened. I think. Is that over by Is that over by the what is it? Mario Cantina.
0: D- d- yeah, yeah. Diego's to go. or Whatever.
3: Yeah. It used to be over there. They used to do like tacos and stuff. Yeah. yeah. There's also a cigar whiskey bar. That's I heard a about this.
0: Oh, people were flipping out on social yeah, media about that.
3: Yeah, what? Okay. <laughs> what? <Well, I, laughs> Covid, it, I guess. A cigar and whiskey bar. I guess. I don't know if it's a whiskey, but it's a cigar
1: lounge. Yeah, some people are into that. I, I don't know. It's not really. It's not I really my thing. Some people really enjoy like cigars, that.
0: and I do. I like cigars. Yeah, we used to do, at Gracie, like At Grace,
1: we used to do these cigar dinners you get to smoke cigars in a restaurant oh. you ever smoke a cigar in a restaurant it's kind of cool. fun in bulgaria, cool. still
3: smoke cigarettes. this is not a joke you guys have restaurants out As there
0: <laughs> there's people in bulgaria two
1: but they don't have four walls it's kind of like a no,
3: bombed it's like, out it's, a, it's an outside spot well just a couple of the walls
1: were bombed out so <laughs> that's that's so is it, it
3: to
0: the is it kind of like a is it kind of like a thing you guys busted his ass <laughs> from Paul Carey? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs>
3: well, no, dude. You, you have to be able to Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joke yeah. You, yourself nice.
1: That's true. You do movie. have to you do have to laugh at yourself. Yeah. Nikolai came into work one time dressed as a Count Dracula. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the plates? <laughs> oh, did you tell you about Heard that. Heard about this? Yeah, 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 he came in for Halloween. Like nobody else was taking Halloween seriously. (laughs) So this kid shows up with like makeup and his hair slicked back. Oh, that's totally Nick right there, dude. Yeah, (laughs) that's awesome. (laughs) That's okay. We we have fun times. Yeah. So I mean, I I came to. We're talking about revolving revolving doors. So we um, after I was in New York City for a while, I wanted to get out. It's too much, too much everything. So. I, uh, at that time, um, I was in contact with Albert and Sarah Bouchard. They used to come into the city a lot and, you know, take me out. We'd go, go out for lunch or things like that. You know, they'd be like, hey, Josh, take us somewhere new we haven't seen before. Let's go out for lunch. So we used to go, we used to go do that, like, probably, I did that probably, like, you know, three times a year with them for, like, for a couple of years. They used to come in. Great people. Uh, everyone, in, everyone in Newport will say the same. Amazing people. So, um, yeah, they were basically my family through college and and on. So um, I still pull a shift in every once in a while over yeah, there. That,
3: you know that little, plaque, <laughs> that little plaque Sarah has, once at Bouchard, always at Bouchard? Uh, there you go.
1: So, yeah, um, and then after a while, you know, Albert was like, yo, you know, I'm trying to open this restaurant next door. We just got, got the building. So um, it was actually a building that I had lived above previously. So revolving door – before it was Revolving Door, it was the Fifth Element. Oh, really? And then, yeah, the Fifth Element was over there. And then there was, like, two years where it was nothing. And I lived above there. I lived above there for, like, a year with Max. Max is one of the captains at Bouchard's. and cool. um, Yeah, we, it, was, it was a cool spot. Cool. Um, so, yeah, then we, we opened this restaurant. You know, Albert was doing a big build-out... Um, you know, on Revolving Door, which is our concept that had guest chefs. You know, Jay and I had a great time, learned a ton from that experience, good and bad, you know. Oh, I learned so much. Learned so much, yeah. So much. You know, your experience, whether it's good or bad, you learn something, you know. everyone. I feel like that's something really important, especially for, for our industry, you know. It's like, you know, you're, you're going to work with some people that are awful. You're going to work with some people that are awful human beings that, you know, you know they're just terrible but you learn from them and you learn you know good or bad you take something away so you know kind of going through that cool um yeah so we we opened revolving door we had a ton of fun a lot of a lot of uh, interesting stuff jay and i had this constant conversation about writing a book you know all just the crazy shit crazy shit that happens with these these chefs that we would get in we had some awesome chefs we had some it must have been a, like
0: a whirlwind
1: it was it was definitely it was it was different coming from new york city where you know i'm trying to do something and you know yeah, and then yeah. you've got just you just thrown through a loop like every 2 weeks or a month but we had some really great experiences um, we got to do some really cool stuff uh, we did this we did this competition called battle chefs which was pretty badass we basically i i reached out to every chef that I knew in Rhode Island, and a lot that I didn't know, and I said, "Hey, you know, me and uh, Chef Kevin Goudreau was helping me with it. Shout out to Kevin Goudreau and KG Kitchen Bar in Providence. Um, with the two, we were all kind of working together on this thing, and just kind of we would build like uh, six chefs. So we'd get six chefs that go head to head in a single elimination culinary competition. <laughs> it was sick. Do you that think was, people that was my pretty, tagline? I think it was eight i think we did six do you think people it were was six appreciating? It was single elimination you think people were appreciating what you were doing down there i do i mean we That's used to awesome it was fun man we would get especially when it was like a local favorite like we would get um, we got
3: derek
1: yeah derek Marquis, we had kyle we basil basil we had we had you know we had a lot of local chefs and the cool thing was it was like it was a cool like vibe you know i don't know if you've ever been in there it's just no, one long know. bar there's the kitchen but it's mirrored kitchens, so each chef gets their own station, and I would set up, or we would set up a big table full of ingredients they could use, and then there would be a secret ingredient that we would pull out, you know? Jeez, like, like a, yeah. one time. Yeah. Yeah, we, we would get all kinds of crazy shit. Just, I did, like, octopus and chocolate. Dorian's like a nasty I get like, fruit, right? Uh, yeah. You can talk to him about Dorian Durian when he's on here. Um, <laughs> but anyways, we'd get, we'd get all kinds of crazy shit. It was a great experience. And then basically they would go through this and i mean we had we had awesome chefs. we had champs by dell from uh for simon and providence we had rick allaire from medicom kitchen in warren um jake rojas who has uh Tallulah taqueria cool. um a lot of like a lot um uh, marcellus. marcellus remember marcellus oh man he is something i i love He's my i love son. i still talk to him sometimes very talented chef one of the best resumes that we've had come through revolving door just, you know, all over the place. He's uh, he's actually the chef of, uh, I believe, the Fairmont Hotel in uh, oh. Seattle now. Oh, in
3: Seattle?
1: Yeah, yeah, he I moved to Seattle a few months ago. Um, but, yeah, we would do this, and then, you know, there was no prizes. You know, they don't win anything. It's like we would, we would have a trophy. We would, like, make a trophy. And then, like, it was bragging rights, you know? Like, you get a trophy, and then we had a plaque. It was cool, man. <laughs> and then we would donate. it's pretty cool. We would donate a portion of all of the... Uh, of the take to uh, a charity. We did, uh, I think we did a couple of times. We did uh, Martin Luther King Bank. Foundation or Sick. Food
0: Bank. It's amazing. Yeah.
3: It wasn't something that made a ton of money, but it was... It was, it was
1: great. It was, good. it was good for people to like see that we were doing something, yeah. you know?
0: That's why I talk about the appreciation. That's like a special, amazing thing that...
1: Yeah. Also, you know, keep it, keep it local. Support people, yep. you know? Hell yeah. MLK speaking. does some cool stuff over there. Albert seems like a great one of the things dude. things
3: I really learned from him is... You don't have to always be focused on profit. Like, he keeps... He's going to keep Restaurant Bouchard open even if there's only two people for dinner. Like, it's hit the mentality of being there for people that that really struck a nerve with me. Like to,
0: You to got to profit there. enough to be there, though. You, you have, have to, to do it.
3: something for, for the community. It's not all about profit. Yeah, cool. It's to bring people together, which has worked very well for him. Yeah. And people love him for that.
1: Yeah. <coughs> yeah, we used I mean, to... It was cool, man. Especially, I I just love it. Especially when you get like a local guy, then you've got like their restaurant, like all the people get out and they come over, and now we've got a full, a like we're at capacity. Yeah. At fire coatings. Exactly. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you know, and there's people like yelling and like it was it was just it was a really great energy, regardless of whether or not it made money. I mean. It was just, it was, a, it was a cool thing to be a part of at the time for sure. Yeah,
0: it sounds like a special thing, man. Yeah,
1: it was, it was very special.
0: That's badass.
1: Yeah, I think I saw you guys were donating to MLK too, right? Yeah,
0: I did some coffee for nice. them.
1: Yeah, they're good people over there. I, um, Nancy is one of the women that works there. We do, do you know Mel when I my donate? Patients?
0: What's up? Mel? Um, Mel's I'm one not sure. of my regular customers. Oh, so yeah, I do. Uh, that's how I got hooked up with them.
1: Melinda? Uh, what? Is it Gar, Gar-, 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 Gar-
0: girl oh, My name is melissa
1: melissa oh yeah, yeah i think i've been think. emailing her because i do a um i've done it in the past and then i'm trying to get into it more uh, breakfast cool so i used to do when i was at revolving door i used to do it every tuesday uh, oh cook, go breakfast and, totally. go and cook breakfast oh, over there Oh, right right i yeah. think i heard about you guys trying to get over there right that's yeah so they cool. got you know they do like it's like usually like 30 to 50 people approximately and you go over there and you make something just make something good oh, you know I, right. I, I usually do i usually do breakfast burritos and like some kind of uh, home fries, and a fruit cup, you know? And people yeah. are excited because, you know, you actually make something that tastes good. And when we're done, I'll sit there and I'll eat it with them too. But now they're, now they're not uh, inside That's what outside. he told me.
0: Somebody came in who was getting coffee for him and Mel to head over to work. We, yeah, he they're said good they were, people. They were feeding people, but they were giving them, like, meals to take away.
1: Yeah, that's, it kind of has to be that way. They used to feed them inside, but, yeah. you know, it's It's, it's a cool something. spot. And, you know, it's like – We did Toys for Tots with them think, too. Oh, yeah, Cool. Yeah, they they donate a ton of uh they donate a ton of stuff. I like to you know, I like to I like to keep it local and support these guys, you know.
0: So this is podcast number four. Oh, so uh I'm just, we're just still getting used to doing this and getting the hang of it and uh it's a lot of fun. But one thing I'm realizing is I I'll do the whole day and then I'm fucking exhausted when yeah. I come to hang out. Um I Honestly, hope I can this schedule is the most social interaction I've had in uh, a while. <laughs> I know it's fun. <laughs> What's that? Dude, it's been fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah so, Jay lives right around the corner, I think, doesn't he? Get he him,
0: right him the right fuck over here. Dude, oh, yeah. Dude, FaceTime him. See what the fuck happens.
3: <laughs> Jason. Jason.
1: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. You know, we had a, being at Revolving Door was, was great. I met a lot of people, and it kind of inspired me to do what I'm doing now. You know, there were a few personal chefs that had come through. A couple that, like, had no professional experience in restaurants, which I noticed was a hindrance for them. But when you're a chef that works at uh, a high level and managing staff and doing school, all these things.
0: They were school people?
1: Um, yeah, or, like, you know, the, we had a couple of chefs that were just, like, uh, that were personal chefs and had never worked in a professional oh, kitchen. They just chef. they went and worked for a family or There's things like that. There's a hustle there that you need. You do. and you do But do what happens is when you go from being a chef at a high level or like a chef that is managing a lot of people when you go to this business honestly i don't want to say easier but it's much more approachable for someone that has that experience it's like it's like saying you know you're used to climbing up a mountain with 100 pounds on your back here's 20 you know but it's all it's all focused on you though there's no one to blame except yourself which is kind of great
0: uh, <laughs> see he's a cool guy um Marvin. So he recognized me. So I was telling you about that uh, bike delivery I did. Oh, yeah. So then a year after that, I graduated college. I came to Newport. This is my first job in Newport. I went to every spot I could find, and I said, do you guys want to do bicycle delivery? I used to do it in Boston. <laughs> oh. Everybody said no. They're like, fuck that. And it, um, except for one place, the deli. Oh, yeah. They're on Broadway. So I worked there. Uh, they were like, dude, I don't know. We're just getting started. Delivery sounds cool. Figure it out, make it happen. I used to bring Marvin sandwiches at the Clark Cookhouse, cook <laughs> and we used that to deliver idea. steaks to him too. Yeah, that's
1: where I met him last summer at the Cookhouse. Oh, come on, Jason. Alright. Hey, what's hey, what's what's going on, Jay? What's going on, man? Are you doing your podcast? <laughs> yeah, we're just sitting here, you know, you. talking about you, you know. Am I a calling guest
0: right now? Thinking of you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Welcome to the world. Do you have to I wear hear, There are literally dozens of people that will see this. Do you need a face Do you need <laughs> a Jay Jay and I had this Jay and I had this joke about uh we were on the uh the Bay magazine. I don't know if you remember. We were on we were on the the Bay magazine, which is a free magazine that goes around and we were like, "Oh no, no, no. It was the it was the uh the road show." We're like dozens of people, <laughs> dozens of people will see this in a laundromat somewhere. Yeah,
3: I see that. <laughs> Yes. With
1: no yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah and I'm upset because they cut me off halfway through you know <laughs> yeah. what's up dude thanks for being on the show
0: you didn't know you were going to be on the show did you <laughs> what's going on yeah. how's the show going uh, you know episode you 3 was time? a lot did of fun episode 4 is alright
1: espresso tonic situation yeah I did it was tremendous I couldn't sleep that night uh, <laughs> really that was it was it, was there. it because was it because of the espresso tonic or just you just couldn't sleep? Yeah, it was a little both. All right, <laughs> all right. Well, stop stealing my spotlight. All right, we're here. We're here to talk about my business. All right. Yeah, all
3: your right. Shot,
1: I'm just kidding. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Do you think your sister is watching? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Good. All right, I'm gonna. We'll uh, we'll see you later, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> make some nice t- make some nice tiki cocktails over there and Poke. Wolf on Main
3: Street.
1: Later, yeah. guys. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, Jay, Jay's, Jay's a super good friend of mine. We we like to think we're best friends, even though we don't really see each other that much anymore. Yeah, I used to go I used to go when I was working at Gracie's in Providence. I used to go um, on like after, right after Jay opened the pizza shop. I would go like like Tuesdays or Wednesdays after service, I'd go hang out with him for like an hour or two, take out the garbage, he'd let me make a couple pizzas, I'd bring them home. It's kind of fun, you know. <laughs> I love I love, you know, I love everything about cooking to be honest. You know, whether you're, if you're doing any task in a kitchen, it's like it's just as important. Everything is important, you know? So it's watching like watching person. absolutely um, everyone's the most important person. Everyone likes to say the dishwasher is the most important person. The dishwasher is incredibly important. Always respect the dishwasher. I always get the best dishwashers, it's usually because I speak fluent Spanish. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You just gotta treat treat your people well. You know? Give the actually that's something that I learned from Albert a lot, is just treating your staff well. And it goes It goes a long way. If someone's like, if someone's at home and they're, even if they're like a lazy person, you know, they're at home, they're like, oh man, I don't want to go to work tonight. It's going to be slow. I'm not going to make any money. But you know what? The owner drove me to the bus stop last night and it was, the ground was full of snow. So he took the time out of his day to drive. He used to do this with a bunch of the staff, Emily. I don't know if you ever met Emily, but like a lot of the, uh, a lot of the staff, you know, like little, it's like little things like that, you know? it's it really is or even just like giving a shit about who i am and like you know when you're with your staff you ask them how everything's going and actually give a shit you know like actually care you know when which doesn't happen as much you know with with people everyone's just so hyper focused on the the goal they're trying to accomplish when really the only goal that really matters is to is to to grow a team and and give awesome hospitality. That's what Danny, Mayer said. Danny Myers, yeah, one, did yeah, setting the table. you read setting the table. Yeah, that's a good book. Ish, I'm reading it. I'm poking yeah. through. Danny Myers. Danny Myers is a savage. I mean, he's got. He's just. He just. He's I've listened. I've listened to him speak. Uh, in uh, some do some uh, stuff in New York City. We used to go actually. Uh, Ellen Ellen Slattery, the owner of Gracie's, took me and some of the staff. What to, were his uh, What were his restaurants? So he owns uh a uh, whole bunch of restaurants but he gramercy owns tavern. gramercy tavern uh, he owns Pancake, he uh, used to own uh 11 madison park but now it got out of it um he owns like uh he's got a barbecue spot called like blue heat or something like that or um he's got a bunch of restaurants uh, oh he owns he owns a shake shack you are in a shake right. shack oh that's right 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 yeah yeah uh, yeah yeah, Shake Shack's good. I've never been 9 nah, I'm met. not a fan of crinkle cut fries. I'll be on record, square but cafe. what? <laughs> square cafe. Oh yeah, Union uh, you know, Square Cafe was his first restaurant, I believe. Um, he talks about that a lot in the book. Um, but uh, yeah, Shake Shack. You should definitely check out Shake Shack. They're like they're, they're a machine. There is, is, a... is one in Providence now. I went to go see. We, I, I saw them making the patties. So they do. They get all of their beef from Pat LaFrieda which is pat Lafreda is a butcher used to be out of meat packing in new york city they moved to new jersey like 20 years ago i think and they're just a badass butcher like if you ever want to like if you've got some money to spend so they get quality really nice quality beef yeah that's we got all of our beef from uh, del posto all of our meats for the most part and that's where he's getting it for his fast essentially yeah. fast food yeah. place yeah so wow. they had like a whole section just dedicated to making the burgers for danny Myers. you can order the same blend you do can order think- i used to do it for family meals sometimes because we used at gracie's we used uh we used uh palafreda so i used to order that you can buy the exact burgers that they sell they're nice they do i forget it's like a grind of like short rib and chuck something like that sick
0: i'm excited for plant city down the street yeah what do you think about plant-based food
1: I think that it can be amazing. Yeah. I think that it can be amazing. I think that you shouldn't try to make something that it's not. You know, every I time, just sometimes. don't try. Don't give me tofurky. Don't give me. Yeah. Don't <laughs> give me something that's Dude, trying it's... to look like something it's not. Give me like a beautiful Indian dish or, or like a grain that's salad, plant
0: based on its own.
1: You know, like or like just something that's flavorful. Like I th- honestly, I keep, I keep going back to Indian food whenever I think of vegetarian stuff because they just do it so well. Yeah. It's like, you know, I don't just like, you can tell when, you can tell like, um, when someone cares. Um, you have been to the Grange in Providence? I haven't, but I used, to, I used to walk past it every day on my way to work. Um, they, they've been in the game for a little nice while. Nice spot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm all about vegetarian cuisine. If it's done well, you know, like, um uh, we used to do at Graces, we do a vegetarian tasting. So like, um. You know, you could come in and each station would be responsible for a mini dish, and we would do three of them on a plate, like a large plate with underliner, and then we'd put three different plates on it. What's underliner? like a Each paper. one is like a composed like a dish. What's that?
0: Like, a, like, a, do, like oh, doily.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it was fun, and that would be something that would change seasonally. That would also be something that the cooks could take responsibility over. It'd That's cool. Vegetarian cool.
3: food is hard. Everyone can grill meat.
1: Yeah, I mean... Yeah. I eat rice and beans every day. Oh, are you vegetarian? Yeah. What kind? What kind of a vegetarian? Do I you eat eggs? I don't know, do the, know, the chubby kind. You eat cheese? The
0: chubby tired kind. <laughs> do I eat cheese? Yeah, I eat cheese occasionally. Eggs. I eat dairy occasionally. Drink. Fish?
1: No? I didn't drink. I don't do fish. No. Uh, yeah.
0: I eat turkey now sometimes. Oh, yeah. I have sandwiches from Scratch Kitchen on Broadway. See, I
1: love... I like, I like vegetarian cuisine. I just don't... I like I like vegetables. I love vegetables. I think that you vegetables know that America. High, right? America has a very skewed food system that is a whole yeah, other. Topic, need more is a whole other topic that we can talk about. Fast but yeah, exactly. Vegetables. Yeah, I mean, uh, you looking at like Dan Barber. Dan Barber has uh, he owns Blue Hill in New York City. Great chef. He owns well, he owns Blue Hill. He That's owns, a also owns a plant spot. called Stone Barns. Um, it's not plant-based, but they respect the shit out of vegetables. I fucking love mushrooms, yeah, man. Garden, right? Yeah, they have yeah. Stone Barns in Hudson Valley has is on a farm and it's beautiful. They do, you know, they 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 just really try to highlight local sustainable products, which everyone seems to be following that a lot of people seem to be following that path, but to really do it the way they do is a huge endeavor. I I've been I've been to Blue Hill in New York. I want to I want to talk place. to you about french fries. Yeah French
0: fries So we used to do it, I have cu- a pretty
1: strong opinion About french fries
0: Oh really What's your opinion It's an art Well uh, What
1: were you gonna tell me <laughs> well,
0: When I think of french fries Or potatoes at yeah. all I think if you can't If you just don't That's your w- Potatoes for me Is a spots Like Wet dream Like don't fuck up the potatoes Everybody likes potatoes Yeah Just cook them all the way Just don't fuck it up Like that's your opportunity To just impress anyone
1: Yeah Well most people Don't even make their own french fries <laughs> I would, say, to... I would say I would say ninety percent of the restaurants in in Newport that serve French fries, yeah. buy them in a I frozen read. bag. Mission
0: has amazing French fries.
1: I've had the Mission French yeah. fries. I think they're very good. I prefer a thinner fry. I prefer like a like a like a like a like like potato fry. in a
0: thing. Pull the thing down, kind of. Yeah,
1: that's what we did when I was at revolving door for uh, steak frites. we um, Yeah, uh, you just have a setup with no. all these things, and you you get you get uh, like sixty count Idaho potatoes, russets. Um, cut them to the, to size. Um, I do a, I do a blanch. I blanch once. Some people Tell get... Tell me what blanch Some people, it's partially cooking. Blanch is to, to partially cook something. Um, well, it depends. Um, it doesn't have to be boil. Uh, so I do it in, in the oil. Some people boil them in water. I think that's what Mission does. Um, but... I think I, they,
0: I thought the guy I was talking with the guy. I thought they. Oh yeah. I thought they. We used to do what I used to do that yeah. I didn't know anything about, and then I learned, and they were fucking amazing. Yeah. Cut them, fry them. Yeah. Take them out of the fryer. Yep. We'd use a Cambro that had a strainer in the bottom. Yep.
1: And
0: it would fall down, refrigerate them. Yep. Then cold parcooked. Yep. Fry them again. Yeah. Yeah. That's, fucking bomb.
1: Yeah, that's that's like pretty much the the setup. I mean. And people just people just change that in different ways. Giant some people call it. Yeah. Giant salad
0: bowl, fries. Yeah. Sea salt. Shoo, shoo, shoo. Yeah. Fucking Wait, done, dude. Fries? You got the double cooked French fries?
1: Yeah, of course. Well, when we well, ran if out, you and if cook you them. If you don't, if you don't, you can still cook them, but you're not gonna have that creamy. We used to. Do you, should have, you should have you should have a fluffy, voice. creamy interior and a crispy, crunchy outside. You know. Yeah. And then some kind of flavorful aioli Fucky or something like added. that. Fuck um, yeah, dude. Yeah, I do. I usually do like a three-minute blanch at 300 degrees in the oil. For that's for like a like a, a McDonald's-sized French fry, and we then and then you cool fat them. Steak ones. Yeah, some people like the steak fry too. It's different. Steak fry is better if you want to do like a double blanch. I know some people do like a. They'll blanch in water, and then they'll finish it in the oil, and then they'll cool it down again, and then on the order they'll fry it at 375. It just comp for me. It just complicates so much. I can make a beautiful French fry that's blanched once, and then finish at 375, 350, 375 for, you know, three or four minutes.
0: Sick. Yeah. I used to work at this uh, truly like traditional Israeli food truck. Oh yeah. And we only had like six menu items, but it was like straight up like. Traditional, like no substitutions allowed. Yeah. Um. We made fucking bomb falafel. Yeah,
1: so I love falafel. You we, been to Israel? No, Israel was is awesome. I'd love to. I got to go. Got you need it. You
0: want anything? You need anything?
1: I'm good. I don't know why I did that. No, I got plenty of shit no, over here. I, nice. guess. I like what that you know? you're
0: enjoying the shit. You're the first. What do you mean? Person to enjoy all the things I put out. I don't know. You get caught up. You gotta try these, dude.
1: Yeah, I'll. Uh, Please. I'll, I'll, I'll give a shot.
0: Um. We used to do okay. So you would take like a brown bag, kind of like not this material, but like that. We would take a, a pita, a round pita, cut off about ten percent off the top, so you could open it.
1: Yeah.
0: Hummus, tahini, then we do the falafels. He had this tool that was like a traditional falafel tool, I guess.
1: Oh, uh, so it makes that shape. Like a little it looks melon like a little ball, donut, right? Kind of. Like,
0: uh, kind of make like a little like almost like a little melon ball yeah like an ice cream scoop except yeah. it was
1: like this big yeah and you plop them in there yeah
0: fry those do that we did amba you ever had amba it's pickled mango pureed pickled mango really amba tsug tsug is uh is a green Hot sauce with lots of like parsley and jalapeno, nice. and then harissa. Harissa, you may know harissa. Yeah, popular. yeah,
1: I love harissa. It's a chili pepper. Is it? Is it harissa? Yeah. It's, it's,
0: oh, whatever. Yeah. Whatever it is, it was fucking bomb. Yeah,
1: yeah, I love, I love harissa. It's funny. I make a. I make a. I make a harissa that I have that I use for things. I'll also jar it. But it's funny because sometimes it's very similar to like the Mexican adobo. So it's, like, literally, yeah. it's very similar ingredients.
0: Ours wasn't. Ours wasn't, like, anything smoked.
1: Really? Well, it doesn't have to be smoked. It's basically, I mean, it's, like, chili peppers. I usually do, like, chili peppers with lots of garlic and onions. Um, uh, I think, traditionally, Harissa has rye in it. Well, we huh. call it rye, but, like, caraway. Right, or yeah, cumin yeah, or yeah. yeah. Kind of a lot of like caraway. Yeah. yeah, cool. Doesn't
3: Adobo have some, some citrus in it? Dried citrus. I don't citrus. think so.
1: I don't know. Ask my mother-in-law, dude. It'd be sick if you
0: were casted to the TV and you could pull stuff up for us, young Jamie. <laughs> yeah, you're
1: supposed to. I'm, yeah. I'm su- <laughs> Oh, is that like? Is that like Joe Rogan? Like yeah, yeah.
0: Hey, uh, put, up, put up. Hey, pull up the fucking. Th- turn off your pop-ups, man. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> we got five forty-one. I got his, shit, but I'm look like at looking at my phone. History. Yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Another sandwich I did, you might think was cool. I used to work at this spot, the Deli. I yeah. think I was mentioning it before. Where is that? It was on Broadway. It's oh. not around anymore. We used, oh, yeah. We used to bake the bread. We oh, used nice. to make uh, take whole top rounds and make roast beef. Yeah. It's fucking bomb. We used to make a sandwich called the Weck.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's popular in Buffalo, New York.
1: Oh yeah, I'm from El- I'm two hours south of
0: there. You ever heard of a Weck sandwich?
1: No. You know what they have? It's popular up there. It's called the garbage plate. You ever hear of that? I think I heard it's of it, garbage, but I don't know. It's like macaroni salad with like chopped up hamburgers on top. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's
0: fucking weird. Dude, the weck was bomb. So you take like okay. a, uh, would you call it a Kaiser roll, a round okay. round roll, right? Cut it in half. Uh, you you make good roast beef. Then you would take that, dip the top of the roll in the jus, and then and then in dip it in a plate of caraway and sea salt. So the top of the bun was like a pretzel covered in caraway and sea salt. Then you'd essentially make a roast beef sandwich with horseradish and this fucking bomb ho- uh, roast beef we made. Nice. And I think that's all it had.
1: I love sandwiches, man. Oh, dude. An there really is. There really is. You know, it's like, it's tough, man. You like a bon mi? I do. I do love a good bon mi. I'd, st- I'd like to be able to find one. Here. Um, when
0: I was in Oregon,
1: you ever, you, ever, you ever go to Sunrise? Heard
0: about this. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're great. Said, they're great people. Yeah, it's a family.
1: Yeah. It's a Vietnamese family. They own it. We used to go there. Nancy, Nancy, and I go there with the kids. You, yeah. Eat pho, you ever eat pho?
0: He said it was good pho. No, I've never had it.
1: Their pho is pretty good. I don't eat beef. It's it's beef stock, right? Uh, they make a vegetarian one. Oh yeah. Actually, my wife gets it. My wife gets it. She likes the beef broth, but with noodles? just like lots of vegetables. Does that noodle it? in it? Yeah, it's usually rice. Rice vermicelli noodles, vermicelli, right, right, right. and it's you. And um, if you get it like all the way, like you should, it comes with like tendon and like brisket and stuff like that. And, put, like, and they put, and there. then they actually take, they take a couple Fuck. of thin slices of raw beef and they put it right on top, so it cooks in the broth. Whoa, it's good.
3: I used to, I used to destroy fun in Vietnam. That would yeah. be breakfast because it would be like fifty cents for like a huge bowl. And it's really
1: good, and it's also like. When you get done eating a bowl of pho, you still feel good about yourself. When you get done eating a bowl of ramen, mm. <laughs> you're like ramen. you're like I need a couch. Ramen
3: is at least 15% fat. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Don't get full by ramen. It's yeah. not healthy.
1: Yeah, you got to you know you should get a uh, basil on here. Basil you. Is you you, you, you need basil? There? Yeah. Yeah, Yagi. Dude, Shout out to Basil you. would U. love to have, yeah. Yagi knows about you know that. Is about him. to have a baby soon too. He's got a lot going on. Yagi's, Yagi's about yeah. to open. Basil's, Basil's super kinda... talented chef. I He's heard. working on it. He's working on it. I was um, I was in there with him working some shifts last year. Well, this you know over this past year. So we um,
0: like doing it mobile. The mobile thing. No,
1: well he was doing some stuff like that, the like pop up craft, pop up and stuff. But he, I mean, he has a brick and mortar down. Uh, Is it open? Uh, they're not open yet. They're Next to Vesti. Still, yeah, yeah. We were doing it out of VST, and then they kind of moved it. He moving right next door. Sick. Yeah, yeah. They do some cool stuff. And I mean, it's just nice to have something that's, gosh, I feel like sometimes Newport becomes like an, this ethnic desert of like, yeah. you know, like I just, you know, like you asked me, it's like, where do, you, where, do you, where do you tell someone to go out to eat? You know, it's like, you know, it's just, I feel like there's a lot of stuff that caters to the tourists. Maybe that'll change a little bit. Um, because people are really cooking for the locals right now because we're not getting as many tourists, but there's still like 30,000 people that live here and they all have to eat, you know? So, it's kind of sad hopefully, people start to, yeah, I mean, just, I guess you have to find, there has to be a way for it to just, for people doing something good to work. But you ever you been to? to have a more restaurant yeah. You
0: ever been to International Pocket Cafe? Yeah. Fuck
3: dude.
0: What
1: the fuck? That's my favorite. I'm dreaming yeah. about that place. Yeah, their falafel's okay. The like the I don't get me wrong, I've eaten it many times. And it is good, but I think their falafel could be better. Gotta work on their falafel game. Like the a good falafel should be fluffy. You know, it should be green with yeah. from the parsley and the chickpeas. Oh, it dude. should be like a pale green. But theirs dude. is always brown. <laughs>
0: Well, I feel no like offense. it's a different... No offense, they do a great job. I think it and might I'd be rather a, go
1: there before many other places.
0: I think in it might be a different style, like a different... From a different place kind of thing. Maybe. Dude, the place I used to work...
1: Well, they all speak Spanish
0: Fucking in there, so. bomb, dude. I like everyone
3: speaks Spanish. <laughs> restaurants. Oh, yeah. A few that doesn't.
0: I used to work for this guy making falafel. It was so fucking nice. bomb. Oh, nice. that's the sugh.
1: Yeah, I love, uh, I love Israeli cuisine. There's a... You ever heard of Zahav? There's this restaurant called Zahav in uh, no. Philadelphia. No. They're winning all kinds of crazy awards for their Israeli cuisine. Sick. Israel's awesome. Uh, I went to Israel a few years ago. I'd love to, man. They do, uh, if you're Jewish, you can go for free. How? They do this. It's called Birthright. Oh,
0: right, you right. You never right. heard about this before? I think I've heard about yeah,
1: it. Yeah, yeah. You basically just have to fill out this little application and um, you can go to Israel for free so for 14 sick. days.
3: I think the best Mediterranean restaurant. Probably one of the best Medita- Mediterranean Israeli, Israeli restaurants in the yeah. U.S.
0: Could you, hey Nick, could you try and find the one I was talking about before? I think it's Jose Andreas owns, it starts with a Z, it's in D.C., it's Mediterranean, I think that's what he actually calls it,
1: Mediterranean, nice. I think I called
0: it Greek, but it was good, it was cool, it was one of the nicest restaurants. Jose Andres and is sad. It was fucking badass.
1: He should win every award out Zaytina? there. Zaitinia.
0: Yeah, Zaitinha, I think am? that's it
1: nice that was cool
0: that was cool uh there's this new spot water dog food is awesome in warren
1: oh yeah I haven't I don't check out warren that much dude warren has a lot of spots yeah warren's cool I uh that's where um rick allaire has medicom kitchen he's a good friend of mine super talented chef I think I've heard of that too yeah yeah they do some awesome they do some awesome like fine dining stuff out there i was also um um what's the commissary kitchen they've got in warren oh hope Main. maine hope in maine yeah some cool stuff out there yep they're, i've been i was in there cool. i was in there like a month ago ch- looking checking it out In working hope, maine? on some projects yeah oh cool oh yeah. so that's, that's one of the things i wanted to ask
0: you jb cuisine you yeah. mostly use private private kitchens to make the food? Do you ever use a commissary?
1: Um, So if I do, it's um, usually Yagi noodles. I'll go there. if I If I need to do something big, otherwise I'm cooking in their kitchens, these people's kitchens. So it's a really pretty low overhead for me for this. Cool. But Hope in Maine is cool because you can, if you ever have like a project that you want to work on, that requires that. Yeah. Like um, what were you talking about? Like if you want to make your own jams. So if you want to make... If you if Joe Schmo wants to make his strawberry rosehip jam that's delicious and uh, you know you want to sell it you ha- you can't just make it at your house and sell it legally um, you need to do it somewhere that has the facilities to facilitate that and Hope in Maine does that they're basically an incubator for food products I know someone who's working on getting their her uh, bagel situation
0: done over there she just told me today and oh yeah uh, it's not JMO. No, JMO's no, I, bagels. I, okay, with JMO bagels, I keep hearing they're fucking bomb. The problem with that is I feel like that uh, JMO bagels are Nitro's thing, so I'm not gonna like step on that. Yeah, their thing. I guess he was producing them there before. Yeah,
1: but now he's producing them in Portsmouth, I think, at uh, Food Works.
0: Have you ever had Providence bagels?
1: I have. I'm I'm a bit of a bagel snob. I, I think that I think, that, I think, that Jameson, I think James makes some nice. James he makes. He makes the best bagels on Aquidneck Island, okay. and maybe Rhode Island. Fruit I don't know. There's not a lot of long. like. It's tough. I mean, uh, I was you know I was living in New York. I'm I'm Jewish and I grew up in New York. H&H I lived in bagels. New York City for a while. I'm uh, pretty passionate about smoked and cured fishes so what are your and top, bagels. Top three bagel, <sighs> bagel top top three. toppings. Bagel toppings. It would probably be. So I one one mean, jalapenos. salmon. Salmon first is. That's I awesome. mean, obviously, it's a classic and then uh sturgeon okay which is this what's sturgeon this is a sturgeon oh yeah sturgeon's awesome man yeah and then probably like a whitefish spread would probably be something that i I would like for my three bagel toppings some scallion cream cheese um yeah
0: someone told me providence bagel takes black pepper and blends it with the cream cheese i gotta oh, talk to them about it i don't know about it i don't know maybe yeah. it's white pepper i don't know
1: i don't know um I, you know I've, I've had their bagels too yeah, yeah. Huh. i mean if you're in if you're in if you're in new york city go hit up this place barney greengrass or there's one called russ and daughters russ and have... daughters is pretty badass um and then uh those two and then i would probably hit up uh, essa bagel what about bagel one? boys
0: what's that what about bagel boys
1: I mean, that's a that's like a chain right
0: no, no, they're a local spot
1: oh, here, yeah,
0: what about I don't know yeah. I gotta find a source man yeah, gotta find my hookup, my bagel hookup bagel hookup <laughs>
3: awesome I mean, would you
1: do a ton are. of would you do a ton of service would you sell a ton of bagels here maybe a dozen you might you have a toaster okay, oh I think somebody. I saw you I think I saw you post about somebody that. sent me a toaster, dude. I saw it. it. was a wiring one? From wiring. nobody.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they make it's good stuff. It. It's legit. It's a legit commercial one. It's got a little bagel slash toast
1: switch. Nice. And yeah. you don't know where it came from? No. That's awesome. You, should do, you know what you should do? You should pass it on. So you should give someone a gift and not tell them where it's from. Oh, dude, I love that. I, 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 do, I do that sometimes. You know, do something nice for somebody, oh, but don't man. tell them you did it. You should do, do it tomorrow. Do something small. Do yeah. something small for somebody, but don't tell them you did it. You know?
0: Some you got like up an somewhere.
1: old neighbor go uh take the newspaper off the ground and put it right up on his porch you know little things little things you know yeah i like that i gotta do that should a lot of ugliness in the world right now yeah Get some, uh, some
0: love. that's cool i'm not the best oh. gift giver dude i'm yeah. not a cool gift giver i'm extremely
3: self-absorbed i don't believe that <laughs> i don't think it's a gift I yeah. enjoy
0: giving gifts. It's fun. It's yeah, nice. Did I make coffee?
3: More than,
0: than oh, absolutely, dude. I've so Like when I strange. got that toaster, I didn't feel warm and fuzzy. I did a little bit. You felt a little confused. I feel, no, I feel nervous. Like, how the fuck do I show appreciation for this? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, God, this guy's going to hate me. <laughs> Whoever it was. Well, it was addressed to you? Yeah. And it, it got delivered here. But it was addressed to you. Yeah. Oh, wait, yeah, Jordan Durand. Oh,
1: so then it's yours, right? You didn't steal anyone's toaster. Yeah, <laughs> they, they
0: delivered it to the building like upstairs somewhere. And so someone came down for... and
2: said,
1: "Hey, we want to get
0: your get your shit out of here." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Really? It's like, dude, it's got your name on it, a box, like sitting outside for a week. I'm like, there "What?" You know? So I went up, fucking badass You're toaster. You're for
2: the toaster.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, thank you, dude. Oh man, I had no idea.
1: No, it's not good. What else?
3: The coffee or the tequila? this is the
1: tequila i gotta start uh, closing in on some of these drinks before i get uh. <laughs> Dude, thank you for <laughs> so getting the baby what thing. is it it's
3: uh like, so dude, you don't it? have to drive uh, back home
1: i got a long drive honey keep them coming you know you, you ever do. see uh what's that movie Shit, jay would know. there's a movie with woody harrelson and uh woody harrelson and bill murray and uh they're professional bowlers you never seen this? <laughs> Kingpin. Yeah, Kingpin. And uh, they go, they're in Kingpin, and uh, Bill Murray, Bill Murray is sitting, Bill Murray's sitting at, like, a diner, and he's, like, uh, he orders this drink. He said, let me get a Tangeray and Tab. So, like, do you know what Tab is? It's like oh. a, it's a soda. It's like, a, it's, like, one of the first, like, diet colas that came out in, like, the 60s or whatever. It's awful. Wow. <laughs> It tastes like if a Diet Coke up, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't I, I I really tasted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, uh, anyways. So he's like, he's like, let me get a, he's like, oh, he's like, I got a long, he's like, oh, she's like, would you like that? So like, he's like, yeah, I'll have a Tangray and Tab, and I got a long drive, honey, so keep them coming. <laughs> it's like, it's like <laughs> oh, man. Kingpin, great movie. Oh yeah. That's great. Well he has a he loses his hand. Woody Harrelson loses his hand and <laughs> Yeah. Two and five, your kids are the same age as mine. Yeah, man. That's cool.
0: Isn't it's the best thing ever.
1: Best thing I ever did. <sighs> best thing that's ever happened to me, you know. It's the And best the thing. scariest. It's
0: really all that There's matters. There's
1: people that are you're responsible for the lives of other people now. You know that, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, I do, and I don't want to fuck it up. No fighting at home, man.
1: You won't fuck it up if you don't well, Just I hate don't let fighting it happen. at
0: home. That sucks. What do you mean? You have argued with your wife?
1: Of course. Oh, it sucks. Every relationship, every healthy relationship has arguments. I know. It's uh it's it's
0: it's something to like
1: my father told me once he said he said when you're dealing with your wife or women in the situation you can be happy or you can be right you can't be both you can be right or you can be happy <laughs> and he said and then he's like and look at the smile on my face <laughs> um you know it's it's tough man it's it's tough especially dealing with during covid everyone's stuck at home you know you yeah. really people's true colors come out you know i it, divorce rates are on the rise crazy man well, it's also
0: tough to be, you know, now, to be a dad and a business owner.
3: Fuck yeah, it I'm is. I'm
0: sure your business takes a lot of time away from your family, like the rest of our businesses do, right?
1: Anything worth doing takes time for sure, and you have to find that balance. That work-life balance is can be really difficult to find. I mean, I had to make drastic, drastic changes in my life. You know, I spent my I entire appreciate- career working in the back of kitchens, professional kitchens, and you know. You have to take a step back. And honestly, I've just heard it just comes from learning from so many stories. Like we were saying, you learn from the good and you learn from the bad. You know, you see people going down these paths of, you know, alcoholism, of, you know, physical abuse, mental abuse, things like that, you know. And you learn from it, even when you see something awful. You know, you say, you know what? You know, I've got, I mean, I just remember, I think we're trying to close up soon, but I've, I got to, uh, um, one of my professors from Johnson & Wales, T.J. Provo, T.J. is a Newport resident, who's over on Sheffield Avenue, badass, uh, professor at Johnson & Wales for like 35 years, I still keep in touch with him, um, but he, I listened to him telling a story of, you know, one of the chefs from the school, they were in, in like a changing room for the teachers, and he just started crying he's just like he's like you know he's like he's like you know i spent he was older too like you know in his 60s probably so he's like he's like you know i spent my whole life working in kitchens and you know i never got to see my children grow up and you know it's it's tough man and you know you hear some of these stories and it's like okay well how do i learn from this you know you have to have a balance you have to have a balance
0: how do you have a balance man it's fucking hard well man. i mean you I can a lot of guilt with being a business owner taking a lot of time away it's if, hard
1: it is and you know what if you want to spend more time with them you will and if it's hard it's hard to do everything at once it's hard to you know run your business <laughs> but it's an understatement but i mean you know if yeah. you want it i i'm a pretty firm believer in like if you want something to happen you'll make it happen and if it doesn't happen it's because you didn't want it bad enough and that sounds kind of like blunt, but I mean, you you know, if you want to do something, you'll do it for sure. Where do you guys live? Portsmouth. Oh, cool. Yeah, Nancy and I bought our house there about four years ago. Cool. When I was still working at a revolving door. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a good spot, man. Portsmouth's great. School district.
0: Yeah. We live in Dartmouth. You
1: know. Oh, okay. All right. You drive man. here every day? Yeah, hike it in. There you go.
0: Dude, well, thank you for taking the time to be over here, for man. For sure. Hell yeah. Awesome. Well,
1: thanks for having me here. This was great.
0: Maybe next time thanks it could be you and Jay. Thanks for letting me
1: socialize Jeff. with someone.
0: Yeah. <laughs> i <get> 10 months. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. I hope you guys can buy for coffees, dude. Sounds good. I will. Nice. All right. Well,
2: thanks, dude. Cheers. <laughs>